from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My, my boys, Roz, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. There's a guy on hold that we're going to talk to. He's in New York. His name is Alex Ramirez Malice, and he is selling farts. Well, he's actually selling. This is part of the NFT craze, which you might have heard something about. It's non-fungible tokens and so you're not actually buying farts you're buying the digital chain that proclaims you ownership of a thing that doesn't actually exist somebody paid 70 million dollars a couple of weeks ago for a painting but they don't actually own the piece of art they just own the idea of the piece of art in canada somebody paid half a million dollars for a digital house but it's not a house it's you don't even get like a picture of the house It's just the concept of the house is what somebody paid half a million dollars for. And so, yes, this guy and his friends are now selling their farts or the idea of their farts for almost $100. Also, also, the rosin mocha fart. Listen to this. They're selling a rosin mocha fart. We'll get them to talk about it. You want to know what it sounds like? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He did a custom custom rosin mocha fart for us. Yo, Alex. What's up, dude? It's rosin mocha. Welcome. Hello. So when this NFT thing hit, I was shocked that the world just sort of all acted like it was completely normal. And so first off, got to thank you for calling it out and also trying to sell farts. Can you quickly explain before we get to the fart stuff uh, to people what NFTs are who may not understand what this is and why it is so ridiculous? I can definitely give it a shot. I think uh, the ridiculousness is definitely the key takeaway here. So NFTs are basically like a file that represents digital ownership. So it's basically a digital way of buying and selling things on the internet. So you can have an NFT that uh, points to ownership of a photo, an NFT that points to ownership of a digital artwork, or in this case, ownership of a fart. But it's not like you get a USB drive with that piece of artwork on it, and then you can just print it off and hang it on your wall, right? That's right. So it's kind of like uh, the, the easiest way to understand it is like the when you buy a piece of art, you also get a provenance with it. So this is like just the provenance minus the art. It's kind of like when you uh, buy ownership of a star, you know how like, yeah. you know, you can kind of get a star named after yourself, but you don't it's not like you get the star, you don't get ownership of the star copyright or anything. You just try and get this, this idea and NFTs work a lot like that. But we're in the, in the now, like people are paying $70 million for art. Somebody in Canada last week paid $600,000 for an NFT house. It's pretty bonkers. I think that this is kind of emblematic of the, uh, insane amount of speculation that's happening with NFTs that, uh, are very out of step with the actual functionality of it. People are going absolutely uh, crazy trying to to make money. And this is basically greed and speculation infiltrating uh, a a relatively basic and otherwise uh, useless technology. (laughs) So when you ventured out to sell your farts, was this 
a way for you to legit make money or just to not necessarily troll, but just to see how many people would um, would express interest? Well, I think that, you know, every young every young child when they're when they're growing up, I think uh, we've all experienced this in some form or another has this thought, you know, how could I get rich off my farts? Because I think we all yes, sir. Sort of yes, think sir. our farts are the best and, <laughs> yes. and, and uh, you know, something that you could maybe retire off someday. So that Absolutely. thought has always been kind of in the back of my mind. Uh, now, when NFTs came out, I thought this is, this is ridiculous for the reasons I said. You know, there's just so much hype and speculation caught up in it uh, that I wanted to kind of do a little bit of, you know, a little prank, ridicule these people a little bit, ridicule the art market ridiculed the hype and what better way to do that than by uh farting now they don't actually own your fart though if somebody buys this they own the idea of your fart right that's exactly right uh <laughs> oh, wow. the, the file is, the file is just a, sort of a, a cheap gif animation that i put together using some online generator and uh it, you know it does i do uh have the farts to back them up it's kind of like the gold standard you know there is a, a fart in storage somewhere that, that you can be comfortable knowing uh does exist where did the farts come from? Uh, the farts come directly from my butt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they are your farts. They are my farts. So uh, the, the full the full story is that I actually collaborated with four other individuals uh, at the start of the pandemic, shelter in place. We had a, a, ch- a text chain going, and we were kind of sending back jokes and memes and things, and uh, one thing led to another, and uh, that thing led to a fart, and then suddenly we're all farting and not really even talking anymore, and we have a year's worth of farts on this chain uh, that happened to be, you know, perfect fodder for uh, going to market. Do you remember when you said that you referred to this as collaborating with others? <laughs> <laughs> now, we also have to, anna- we have to announce that uh, in our honor, in, uh, in honor of the Raz and Mocha show, you have, what, released a special edition Raz and Mocha fart that is currently for sale? That's right. So we, we have a uh, fart number 09 uh, 092.5 in honor of the Rosin Mocha show and of course Kiss FM uh, up for auction right now. And this is a very special fart that uh, that I'm, you know, was almost hesitant to release because it's kind of like when you create something so beautiful, you don't want to, you're almost afraid to sort of release it out into the world. And, and I think the fart that I've uh, paired up with this one is such. We'll, we'll once again uh, let people, remind people what the Rosamoka fart sounds like. It's a okay. good one too. Oh. It's not like a one and done. This has tail on it. Oh. Listen to this. Okay, that's wow. the Razamoka fart. So somebody could own that. Yes. What is the uh, the minimum bid, Alex? So it's up for auction, and it is currently selling for 0.05 ether. So as I uh, as you might know, this this all works with cryptocurrency, and that roughly translates to eighty six dollars US. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay, there we go. And we'll put our <laughs> we'll put our fart out on. Uh, we'll send that the link out on all our social things. I guess it was. And if anybody wants to buy the. Um, <laughs> the Razamoka fart uh, for $85. I would encourage, uh, you know, every Canadian man, woman, and child to get onto their computer and bid on this fart. I mean, this is yes. potentially one of the greatest pieces of artworks ever up for auction, and it would be a shame to not get a piece of the action. <laughs> I mean, how could you not? Yeah, how could right? you not? <laughs> <laughs> Alex I mean, Ramirez-Malas uh, selling the uh, NFT farts, dude. Thank you so much for joining us on the Razamoka show today. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. And if you want to get in on the Razamoka NFT fart, flatulence.space <laughs> is where you go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast.
Let me ask you this question. Go. When all of this is over and we're all vaccinated and everything else and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Is there a chance that you are going to start doing the things that you would normally have said no to before COVID? Meaning, meaning, will people start going to baby showers they would have otherwise said no to? Weddings, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. No. Where they normally would have said no to. Mm -mm, Not me. I think people are going to say no to more things. You think so? Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. So they so they found that 36% of people say that they're going to start actually doing the things that they used to avoid to do. Really? Yeah. Oh. Baby but showers, why? weddings. Because they're just, I guess, because they're all cooped up and they just need to socialize. And they just figure, I've said no to so many things. I just need, I don't want to I miss people. out on. I need people. And right? I don't want to miss out on these, these events anymore. Yeah. Miss out on too much. Yeah. I guess people have come to realization over the past you know, 12, 13 months now yeah. of all the things in their lives that they wish maybe they yeah. want, they should have said yes to, yeah. right? Yeah, but it's going to take one event where they realize, I'm good. Yeah. No, I agree. You have to be like, I don't even know. Have who, you been to a baby shower? Have I been to a baby shower? Um, I'm going to say no. Maybe like, I don't know. Maybe I was like in the guy's corner at some point <laughs> when I was like dating somebody where some teen friend of ours had a kid or something yeah. they're not I don't, fun no no i can't have, they don't sound fun no you sit around and they open gifts like right. and you and you well, it's, it's like a birthday party yeah right i don't want to go to a birthday party <laughs> so you're right. you're not part of that group no 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 that no, they even, did the survey with no my god right? even even a even a wedding like i don't even know how close to me you'd have to be where i'd go to your wedding like i went to my mother's wedding because she's yeah. my mother Right. You went to my wedding? I, I went to your wedding, yeah. but I dipped early. <laughs> you did. You really did. Yeah. That yeah. was a good wedding. <laughs> it was a great wedding. It was a great wedding. It was, it was too good. He had to leave early. Was, <laughs> you don't want to have too yeah. much fun. No, 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 no. Can't get better than this. No, I should go. No, no. But you know but you know me. 10 o'clock, I'm done, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm done. So 10 o'clock, I dipped from your wedding. Um, you didn't go to my, mine. I didn't go to yours. My mom's wedding was on a boat, so I couldn't leave. Not that I, not that I would have. Not that, not that I would have. Not that I would have. Uh, not that I would have. Oh, you got to wrap this up. I got to go. No, no, I'm not saying I would have, but I'm just trying to think right now, like, what kind of person in my life you would have to be where I would actually say yes to going to your wedding? Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. You're all out of people who are getting married, I Yeah, guess, and, I, and life, I've right? already told a few of my friends that I'm not going to their second if they get married again. Okay, that's fair, though. Right. Thank you. Right? I, I, I'm on your side yeah. with that. I mean, you, if you missed my first, would you go to my second? No, I would not. Okay. No. No. Not Why? Saying, what just you going to be one. I'm just saying. <laughs> what are you planning right now? No, no, I'm just asking. <laughs> You know what? You know what? Here's the thing. Had I had had I, yeah. had, had I said had I said yes just then? Uh-huh. Do you know what would have happened to that guy's marriage? <laughs> oh, he would have already said you save the date. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. You want to see something absolutely horrific? Oh God! What? <laughs> what? Did you More, cut yourself? No, oh. but worse, worse. What? Worse than cutting myself. I didn't burn my hand last night, though. I don't know if you can see Let me that see. Where, on your thumb? No, yeah, right here. What were you making? I don't know. I hit it on the pan last night, this thing right there. Yeah. Hot oil? I don't know what I did. No, nah, I don't even know what I did. You don't remember? No. Nah. I, 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 I burn myself when I'm cooking, and then I only notice, I notice it days later. Oh. I don't even notice it when it happens. Oh. Uh, Maury, come in here for a second. So... Maury just sent you something to your text. Before you look at it, before you look at it, because I looked at it and I don't know if I'm going to be able to live the rest of my day normally. No, is this going to ruin my day? It might ruin your day, but my day has already been ruined. So why so you got to bring me down? Why well, am I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm not walking this road alone.
Okay. Next thing you know, you're gonna want me to burn my hand on a pan today. <laughs> no, down no, too. no, 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 so no. I can feel your pain. No, no, no. You and I are gonna walk this road together today. So only if we hold hands. Okay. So Maury, uh huh. Th- what is this filter that you use? It was on. Uh, it's a filter you can use on Insta. Don't look yet, Mocha. On oh. Insta Story. Okay. Can I say what it is? Yeah. Oh, it's like a lip filler filter. It's a lip filler filter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Every single person in the world that I know could send me the link to the lip filler filter and I would just ignore all of them. Sure. Right. Okay. So damn it, Maury, as you know, is not that kind of person. <laughs> right. So I watch this yeah. and it will, I'm telling you right now, my day is ruined because of it. Man. So feel free right now to open it and take a look. <laughs> I sent it to your text message. Damn, let me see here. Bro, you need a hobby, huh? Look at his mouth. Honestly, so the man. Filter. And is it the filter that's making the video look so blurry? Or is that just your That's just terrible, terrible phone, phone and his greasy hey, fingers. Um, so the filter makes it look like you've had like incredible amounts of lip fillers done. Yeah. Like, you know, when you, you see those people. You look like you belong in California. Thank you. When you see those people. That are, <laughs> I can't. Come I can't. But you know what the weird, you know the weird phone, thing is? You know what the weird thing is? You right now are deleting it. Uh, Me, I'm choosing to watch it again. <laughs> How do you want to ruin your day again? Because it's already <laughs> trash. <laughs> Why not? What do I? <laughs> oh my God, Marty! I can't look at you. The, <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? It's Roz and Mocha. I'm good, guys. How are you? Good. So, what's up? What's going on with you? Well, I lost my best friend over an argument about COVID. Yeah, you wrote a sis. Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. Back in July, one of my best friends for 12 years got into an argument with my husband. It was over Facebook and it was about COVID. Uh Uh, It really got heated online. There was name calling back and forth and in the end my friend decided that she should no longer continue our relationship and blocked me from facebook because of our difference of opinions we haven't talked since but it runs through my head all the time what should i do to try and fix this if i can um yeah what was the fight about it was just about the protocols surrounding covid you know how everybody's having those conversations whether i agree they whether they disagree whether you know, it's effective or not effective. And it just got so heated. And Okay, but what, side, but what side was she on? What side was your husband on? So my husband was basically saying that certain things that they're doing are not effective and that she was basically disagreeing. And because of their difference in opinion, she basically started talking and calling him selfish and all these kinds of names. And he could only take it for so long, right? So eventually he pepped back. And because of that, she basically said that we could no longer be friends because Mm -hmm. I didn't back her up or because I I don't know what I was supposed to do in that situation. So this was a fight between her and your husband, not necessarily a fight between you and her. Sort of, yeah. Like, that's how it got originally... I That's how I got pulled into it. And I basically said, like, guys, like, come on now. Like, grow up. Stop with this. I mean, I know now I'm not going down that rabbit hole with COVID. Like, I'm done with it. I, I know that he's going to feel his 
his opinions. He's going to have his view on things and she doesn't agree with it. And because I'm not saying, yeah, you're right. He's wrong. We can't be friends anymore. We can't just continue talking about regular everyday things or how our relationship was before COVID. I've tried to, you know, this is something so petty. Like, you know, we have been friends. Actually, it's been more than 12 years now. I think about it. It's been probably about 16 years. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know what to, what to do now. I try to say, let's move forward. Let's mend our relationship and move forward. But for some reason, she just can't. She can't let it go. People have gone insane. Yeah. And, I know. And, and not just over COVID, <laughs> over everything. You go online and if you have one tiny idea about something within seconds, that one tiny idea that you have about one thing will be confirmed by 9,000 people because that Mm -hmm. is what the algorithms do. That is what these platforms do. They find you, they get a sense of what you like, and then you're inundated with it. And so we're in these situations now where two people are talking about something and it's not a matter of debating something that is right and something that is wrong or something that is true Mm -hmm. or something that is false. What we're having now are conversations between two people where they both believe something to be true Um, because the information and the evidence is out there to prove both things are true. That's exactly true. The problem is, is that we no longer are able to cope with having somebody in our lives that doesn't agree with us 100% across the board, which Mm -hmm. it was never like this before. It was never like this before. You could have friends that were wildly different, whether it be political politically or socially somebody was an atheist somebody went to church you you are now only friends with people who 100% across the board agree with every single thing that you agree with mm-hmm. and we will not tolerate anything beyond that anything beyond absolute alignment and then right. instead of being wrong what winds up happening now in 2021 is that you're not just wrong what you are is a bad person and people mm-hmm. don't want to be associated with bad people. And it's not about not being able to be wrong about something. It's about being a bad person. And, right. that, and that is where arguments end, is that it's not mm-hmm. we have a difference of opinion. It's that I'm good and you're not. I think that's the way she sees it. And I don't think the way maybe necessarily that's the way he sees it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, he's able to put that aside. Like, he has plenty of friends, uh, you know, and family members, like close family members that don't agree with him. That doesn't affect their relationship, you know? So, I, I mean, I, I totally agree with you with what you're saying. Um, he, she actually 100% sees it that way. You're a bad person. You mm-hmm. can't think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't be associated with you. Um, so, I guess, I, I guess I'm at a loss. Well, I think that really, if, really you've, if you've already reached out, Lindsay, and she's not showing any interest in, in, yeah. in fixing the relationship, maybe just leave it and see if maybe she comes around to it. Maybe shoot her a text every now and then. Hey, what's up? Hope you're having a good day thinking about you. Yeah. Keep it at that. Just, kind of... just wait for her to make the move. If after mm-hmm. all this time you've been trying and you've shown that you've tried, uh, maybe it's just time to like just chill for a bit, just sit back and mm-hmm. just see if she reaches out. You know, she resents you too from even being with him now, right? I know. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Like, And how do you even get back to where you were after all this? Like, you won't. No. People people have gone mad. Yeah. And, you won't get back. And you, we, we can no longer have any sort of discussion or debate or between friends or sitting around, you know, over drinks, arguing yeah. about... You know, all the things that you're, you know, you're not supposed to talk about, but we all find very interesting. You may have to say goodbye to that friendship, Lindsay. <laughs> you know, thanks so much, guys. Yeah. All right. 
I drive home in my car sometimes listening to your FNLs and I sit in my driveway and wait for it to end because I'm like, I I truly feel like you guys are my therapist. Oh, Lindsay, we are sending you nothing but love. Thank you so much for uh, listening to the Roz and Mocha show. Uh, just real Thank quick, though, guys. between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? I uh, between you guys, Roz, you're my favorite. Your your sarcasm, your just your attitude, I just love it. But Mocha, your laugh kills me. Every time I hear your laugh, I like bust a guy. It's hilarious. It sounds to me though, after that description you gave, that I'm actually your favorite. Mocha, your laugh kills me. I love your laugh so much. But when I when Ross is like communicating with you guys and he's you know jabbing here jabbing there making jokes and stuff i just i can't i love it make a decision make a a decision make a decision i think it's me yeah i think it is you man you know what what's your what's your best friend's name we'll bleep it what's your what's your best friend's name my best friend's name is right cool i side with Yeah, there you go. There you go, Roz. Thank you, Lindsay. Love you lots. Love you too, guys. Take care. Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. There's this trending topic I want to share with you guys. And I know you each are going to have stories as well. Roz and Dammit Mooring. Okay. People are sharing the moment they knew their partner was a keeper. (laughs) Nice talking to you. Oh, okay, see you, see you no, Mark. Okay, <laughs> oh, okay. so you guys feel free to take a minute to think about this while I read to you what other people are saying, okay? okay. Uh, I was about to buy one of those gimmicky baking pans that make all of the brownies edge pieces when I remembered that my boyfriend always ate the middle ones. So I asked him if he really hated the edge pieces because I really wanted to buy the pan. And he told me to go ahead because, as it turned out, He liked the edge pieces better, too. He noticed early on that I always ate the edge pieces, so he ate the middle ones just so that I could have them. Mm, Isn't that real nice? Class. That's class. Uh, Somebody else said here, I once had a boyfriend who was embarrassed by me at every turn. And once we were shopping, I heard a song on the store radio that I liked, so I did a little foxtrot down the aisle. Well, when I turned around, my boyfriend was gone. I looked for him for like 30 minutes, and then I went outside to see that the car was gone. That jerk had left me at the grocery store. I wouldn't even answer the phone when I called. Well, later, I was dating a new guy, and we happened to be at the exact same store, and the exact same song came on, and I resisted the urge to dance. But to my delight and surprise, my new guy swept me up into his arms and danced with me. That's when I knew he was the one. And 15 years later, we still dance in the store together. Mm, yep, good one. Good one. When my partner and I disagree on something, I always end up thinking, oh, he doesn't love me and he's going to leave me. <laughs> because that's what my relationship. Because that's what my dad used to do. Oh. So when we have a disagreement, he always makes sure to say, I still love you and I'm not going anywhere. Oh. Wow, that is some hurt. Again, these are uh, people are sharing the moment they knew that their partner was a keeper. Right. Do you guys have any stories like that at all? So uh, b- b- there's been so many different times where over the years I've realized that Catherine was a keeper. But I think that one of the times, and, and I had already decided this beforehand, right? But when we first started dating, there was no like real social media. Maybe like MySpace was around. Maybe we were just transitioning into Facebook at the time. Um, and we would communicate only on BlackBerry Messenger. Yeah. 
and the idea of sending nudes wasn't really a thing, okay? Uh And Catherine sent me a nude, but only it wasn't a picture that she sent to me through BBM. What Catherine gave me was a picture of herself topless that she painted, Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yo, skill. Right? Yeah. That is bomb. Yeah, she painted me a picture of her topless, like spent weeks on it, putting this this thing together of of herself. And maybe I shouldn't tell the story. I don't know. Uh, But I was just like, man, the amount of time and work and effort and everything else that went into this, and it was beautiful. She did a great job. Yeah. Um, Do you still have it? uh, Yeah, I do. I think it's in storage maybe. Just sell it. Just sell it. Sell it. I don't know, put it on the auction block. You, so why? So somebody else can have that in in their house. If it's That's in storage, like such you can a make nice uh, a nice moment between not. Roz and his wife. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. Oh no. come on. No, 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 no. So I, can't I believe so, your mind so, would go yeah. there. So the first nude that I ever got from Catherine was uh, was a, a picture of herself topless that That's she beautiful. painted. Yeah, and I was like, I kind of love any woman who's uh, who's gonna do who's gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. Damn it, Maury. Um, I just I constantly know that Matthew is the one because we he is really interested in the things that I love and wants to learn. Like he is wants to learn about art. He wants to learn about all the stuff. But what I was like. the thing at the beginning though? The um, moment when we both realized that we loved Big Brother. And he came over three times a week to watch Big Brother with me. That, I think, was the time where I realized this guy's the one where we both loved the same stuff. A TV show, huh? Hmm. For Jenna and I. Oh, I'm not done. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Also, when when he came over and he completely took down all of the autographed headshots that I had and remodeled my apartment and, like, had interest in fixing So you mean the day he told you you had awful taste? No, I looked at it as more like the day you wanted to to fix things. As soon as the day that you walked in and told me that I have crap taste (laughs) was the day that I knew that I could not live another day without you. The day that you became his project. (laughs) Yes. And 14 years later. Yes, yes. I don't know, man. For Jen and I, it was like within the first two weeks, I knew. This, yeah. this, she was the one that I was going to marry yeah. or that I wanted to marry sure. at least, right? She was the one like a month into our relationship, I asked her to move in with me because mm-hmm. she was like condo shopping at the same time. And I was just like, hey, I have all this space in this condo. Why don't you just move in with me? Mm-hmm. And then a few years later, we got married. But she was like, for me at least, like the complete package, her personality, everything that we uh, we were into. It was like the same kind of stuff. We like the same music, same TV shows, same movies, just same everything, same foods. We enjoyed like going out to restaurants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, at that point, like within the first two weeks, I knew. I was like, this is the girl of my dreams. Really, this yeah. is who I want to spend my life with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also because we can share pants. True. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. I have I have one more, one more. Okay, That's again, true. This let's is, not uh, overlook that. People are sharing the moment they knew that their partner was a keeper. I've been dating my boyfriend for seven months, and I notice he brings a jacket everywhere, not because he needs it, but in case I get cold. Oh, can I add one more? Of Bring course. Your own <laughs> Hey, that's not nice. Yeah, yeah, come on. I lo- I knew that Matthew was also the one when I realized how much he loved my my family. Like how much he loved being around my dad. And right. I knew that Matthew was the one because my dad loved spending time with him. Right. Listening to you go through this list more, like if people listening to you for the first time, they would think that you have an exceptional relationship, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> we have proof Why of do you think I'm taking this years. moment to constantly steal the mic and be like, no, 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 it's and super, I have more. It's super wild, right? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hi, Kathy. Uh, it's Roz and Mocha. Hello. How are you? 
I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, your husband, Nathan, reached out and uh, told us that uh, today is your, your anniversary. It is. We're actually uh, not married yet, um, So, but we've actually been together for 12 years now. Wow. Wow. So what's a holdup? Yeah. Why, why is he not committed? Hey, yet? no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm kidding. Maybe, Kathy, maybe I'm kidding. him, Mocha. Oh, no, really? No. So, so this is so this so this is a conversation that you guys have had in the past, at least one time, right? At least, I think. Uh, okay. Yeah. And how is the conversation usually initiated? Well, it's kind of like a little like tidbit kind of being like, oh, nudge, nudge. What would you think about this? What would you think about that? And he's just like, yeah, one day. One or. day. He gives you he gives you the one day. Like you're a kid looking at a brochure for Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. Super hopeful. One day. <laughs> anyway, so um Nathan failed when he when he reached out to us. Um, Nathan failed to mention that you guys weren't married. We, he did say <laughs> it's your anniversary, so I didn't know right. it was dating anniversary. Still very important. Twelve years is Still a long important. time, right? Yes. Uh, yes. He also said that you're super nervous because you got a, a big exam today. So we just wanted to call uh, to yeah. help calm your nerves and wish you good luck. What is the exam on? It's actually it's my um, design certification licensing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it's nerve wracking, but I'm I'm excited. You should tell him before you leave the house today that you plan on designing your wedding dress in your final exam. <laughs> yeah, your dream dress. Yeah, your dream dress. <laughs> really freak him out. Get him, yeah. to ta- get him to take a look at it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, listen, you are uh, fantastic. Good luck on, on the exam. You. Good luck with the, um, the, the anniversary. We know that partying and, and celebrating is just so different these days. What do you guys have planned? Uh, well, we don't have very much planned. We're just going to order in some sushi and probably just watch some Netflix. Yeah. Oh, that's be, nice. be careful when you're going yeah. through when you're going through those sushi rolls, okay? Because I got a funny <laughs> feeling that he's going to propose to you tonight. Oh my god, dude! Don't no say way. that. I do. I have a funny feeling it's he's going to propose, gonna, and it's, it's going to like. And, he's, and, and, and is he the type of guy that would put the ring in a sushi roll? I don't think so. He's I don't not, think uh, so. What it's about? I think happen. he'd like prepare it in a different way. Okay, okay. I have a funny feeling it's going to happen. Don't <laughs> get our hopes up. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Uh, congrats, <laughs> congratulations, happy anniversary. Here's my que- here's you. my here's my question with you because I often think about this with Catherine and I because Catherine and I have been together for so long now and we have so many years uh, behind us. Yeah. We we only started selling celebrating an anniversary at I think year eleven uh-huh. um, because neither we didn't know what to celebrate so we just decided eleven years in to start celebrating the night we met as sure. our as our right. anver- as our anniversary. So when you guys celebrate, what are you celebrating? We're I think we're celebrating the day that we committed to one another, okay. like, that we actually wanted to be together. Now, here's my question is what happens if you guys do, sorry, when you guys do get married, Yeah. okay, right. what happens to all these years? Like, are you comfortable with then saying this is now our first anniversary? Like, are you still going to celebrate the old anniversary as well? Because that's a lot I, of years. I know. I think so. I think it will be like, this is how many years married. And then this will be how many years together. Right. So, yeah. I, I you know what? I know a lot of couples. Yeah. I know a lot of couples who do that. That that have the, that do the, the double anniversary. Yeah. Really? I, huh? I actually have four. 
Four anniversaries the more. The anniversary of when we met, the anniversary of when he said, yes, he gives in to date me, dating me, the <laughs> yes, anniversary and, yeah. of when right. we got engaged, and but the anniversary it, it of our like marriage. This. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, I will. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, oh, yes, yes, I will, I will. Now untie me from this chair. <laughs> hey, Kathy, happy anniversary. All the best Thank on you. your exam today. You are going to kill it, and just know that uh, the Roz and Mocha Show, we are just sending you so much love today. Thank you so much. Love you guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Samantha. It's Roz and Mocha. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? You sound stressed, actually. (laughs) So what's going on? Uh, My boyfriend's moving away, and honestly, I'm... Just going to be missing him so much. He's gone for about six months. So yeah, you wrote us this. Razamoka, uh, fix my life. Your boyfriend just got a plane to Alberta, where he's going to be training for the military for six months. Like you just said, uh, you said it's a great opportunity for him, but you are having a really hard time. You're not breaking up or anything, but you are going to miss him so much. What advice can you give me on how to deal with this? Hmm. What's the communication going to be like for you guys, like while he's out there in Alberta training? Like, are you going to be able to speak every day? Can you, like, FaceTime and stuff? Oh, yeah. So he's um, so he left about a week ago now, and we've been communicating a lot on Messenger, so, like, FaceTime, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's just there. there's a two-hour time difference, which isn't too bad. But I think it's more so, like, just being alone all the time. And, like, I try to keep myself busy, but at the same time, it's just you always have those moments where you're like, okay, so what do I do now? Like, <laughs> Just not used to being by myself. Um, I'll say a couple of things here. One, I think that there's probably some really fantastic resources out there for you available um, from other people who are um, military families. And I think that you should use those resources. But the one thing that I will say, rule one for the two of you out of the gate, okay, has to be, has to be, do not apologize for not being in constant communication. Meaning... Um, if he is busy or if he's training or if he's doing something, he, he needs to know that he doesn't have to get on the phone with you and go, oh, my God, sorry, babe, we had a crazy day today. No apologizing, okay, because that is what will cause the stress, right, is that when you feel like you're letting the other person down, the rule between you guys has to be that, you know, even though you're in two different cities and two different time zones, you are doing this together as a couple, as a family, And there is no apologizing uh, for being away and maybe missing a phone call or replying late to a text. No apologizing. Um, The other thing I would say is you need to, I don't know what kind of person you are or what kind of things you celebrate, but I would suggest celebrating everything. Like for the night, like any stupid thing, write letters, postcards, all this. Like you, you feel like a kid when you get a postcard from the person oh, you yeah. love. It's weird. Like it's, it's weird. It's, true. it's weird. Catherine went away. She was away on bit. Like she had a shoot and she was gone for three days. In those three days, she sent me a postcard. I got the postcard when she was already back home. Aww. You know what I mean? And I, and I was like, and it just, and it means the world. Like that kind yeah. of stuff 
is is so vital to maintaining you know the the connection between the two of you and i don't know if there's anything that you guys can do together like i don't know if there's you know you got you can start i don't know like reading a book at the same time and then so you know that when you're in bed at night and he's in his bunk and he can't talk or all this other stuff that you guys are doing the same thing together like there's things like that you can do yeah that's actually a really good point the um about not making each other feel bad for not messaging. I think that's going to be huge, which I didn't even think of until you brought it up. So that yeah. we probably have been doing that already without even thinking about it. Everybody does it. And the other thing that <laughs> you had mentioned, Samantha, is that you, you're trying to keep yourself busy um, throughout the day, right? To help the, the time pass. What about getting a boyfriend? this is best friend looks like (laughs) no but i was gonna suggest like why don't you like you know get a get a new hobby something that you could use to pass the time but also gives you then stories that you could talk to him about you can tell him about this amazing new thing that you are doing in your life and you just want to share that information with him and you know the progress of whatever it is that one thing is or many things yeah that's a really good idea also there's like there's a lot going on because i do run my own business and stuff so like we've kind of picked up so i have so much things to do i guess with that but it's just like i always find like at the end of the night it's more so and you're just like okay so you have that few hours before you go to bed and yeah i'm like okay it's just weird to not have anyone there with me at the same time Mm -hmm. and like you said sometimes he's busy or the time difference right it's 10 o'clock here and it's eight o'clock there so he's just getting home or he's making dinner and meanwhile i'm done for the night so it's just kind of getting used to it maybe and taking the suggestions that you guys mentioned because they were really good (laughs) yeah yeah i would and i would also say always make sure you say you know the the little things you know i when you go to bed just shoot him a text when he goes to bed he can shoot you a text just just stuff like that like it's going to be those things that you make all the difference it's not going to be the big things planning for the future and having these deep conversations Mm -hmm. it's not going to be those things it's just it's going to be straight up doing your best to, to to form some sort of companionship um, while you guys are separated and you need to be able to do that guilt-free on both your parts on both your parts yeah it can be as easy as you know you wake up tomorrow morning and you just say good morning thinking of you love you boom that's it <laughs> for sure yeah right. but don't apologize does that okay. help samantha yeah it helps a lot actually i think the apologizing thing because we've i've already caught a thing sorry a lot yeah. which doesn't make any sense no it's like, why are you apologizing for living your life <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> Thank you, Samantha. All the best. Thanks so much for your help, guys. Have a great day. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. So, Kyle Lowry, huh? Oh, yeah, I knew it was going to happen. Are we happy about that? Hell yeah. Is it not somewhat dangerous? I mean, (laughs) it doesn't mean we're in the clear just yet. So, Norm Powell got traded. (laughs) Yeah. Right, he's going to Portland. Yeah. Um, Kyle Lowry stays with the Raptors. My honest opinion is that, and I think it's no secret, like just the right deal wasn't there in favor of the Raptors for who they could have potentially acquired from somewhere else, right? right? right. Or that Kyle wasn't getting what he thinks he deserves from either Philadelphia or Miami or the Lakers. Right. But it doesn't mean that Kyle Lowry won't be a Toronto Raptor like next season. Because his contract is up this summer. So all it solidifies right now is that Kyle Lowry for the remainder of the Raptors season is still a Toronto Raptor. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Makes me nervous. Not to rain on the parade. 
not to rain on the parade. Yeah. But that's just the facts. That's just reality. Sure. Makes okay? me nervous. Um, Masai Ujiri was asked about this in a press conference yesterday and talking about signing Lowry, the potential of signing Lowry, re-signing Lowry, I guess, past this season in the summertime. There are all possibilities, um, you know, um, uh, Eric, on, honestly, you know, um, um, we have that respect for him, you know, that way. And, and uh, as, a, as a player again, and I say as a, as a person, um, we, this organization too is in, it could be in a different place, you know, like at, at, at that time, you know, we could, uh, we could be working through, um, you never know when you go through, I don't want to call it a rebuild, you know, like, but um, sometimes we have to look years ahead, you know, a couple years ahead. And, um, but yeah, well, uh, I think in the off season, those things will, will be, will be discussed. It always scares me when somebody says rebuild. Like, because when that's introduced into the vocab into the conversation, you, you know it's going to happen. Yeah, well, you're fine to rebuild, yeah. but you have to rebuild with the right, but the right you people, right? You can't go, you, you can't go into a rebuild with the potential of letting the only person who can bring you anything in return walk for nothing. I know, I know. That's the scary part. And don't, I, listen, Masai Ujiri is a genius, and there's no doubt in my mind that whatever he does will be you know, the, the best thing for the team. But this kind of stuff makes me nervous, man. Yeah. It really does. Because we're like... God. You know, don't be fooled. We have... Uh, let me see here. Until like May 16th, right? Until the Raptors wrap up the season. Yeah. So, month and a bit. Including postseason? <laughs> Come on, man. Why you got to say that? <laughs> Sorry, I'm joking. Bro, I'm joking. I'm joking. Come on, man. I'm joking. Like, dude, we, just, we just kept Kyle. Why you got to say stuff like that, man? Because it's funny to me, man. Dog, that's not fair. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, did you good. see these Madonna pictures? No. No? Maury? You see these Madonna pictures? What happened? Why are you looking at me like that for? That's weird. Uh, so Madonna posted on social media. The caption was uh, simply just, uh, and now for a moment of self-reflection, dot, 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 Madam X. And Mad Max, Madam X. That's that her. her last, that was her last album and tour yeah, and everything. And her oh, sort of oh. alter ego for this round of Madonna, right? Yeah, okay. Yes. Uh, and in the pictures, she's wearing lingerie. Okay. Sort oh, of is like, she like eighty now? Sixty-two. Excuse me. Sixty-two. Uh, what did you think of the pictures, Maury? Have oh my god! Look them up while while Maury gives his opinion. On Just these. go to her Just, Instagram. Yeah. It's the last post. Very yeah. easy. It was the hottest thing I've seen in a long time. She looks. Fabulous for that age. Now I, I wish I looked that good at that age. You're not that age, though. No, I said I wish you, I looked that good when I'm that age. Wouldn't you wish that you look good that, that now? True. Okay. Like, like I'm going to skip a few years. Right. Um, now, guaranteed, these are like Photoshop to hell and everything else. But the outrage is really quite incredible. It's like people forgot wow. every, every now and then when Madonna does something, people just forget what Madonna is. And. What I find super interesting about this... Yo, she had work done on her face, huh? Well, who hasn't? Also, I think she hasn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Clearly, what you I, didn't see the very first photo in this slide. But what I find interesting is that 
she, it's almost like Madonna is the first person in the world to do the generation switch. Because when you look at the outrage yeah. and the comments, years ago, the problem was that mothers were terrified that their daughters were going to start dressing and acting like Madonna. Mm-hmm. Now daughters are terrified that their mothers are going to start dressing and acting like Madonna. It's the wildest thing. Now things have changed. It's the wildest <laughs> thing. I've never known anybody to do the generation flip yeah. where she was terrifying mothers all those years ago. And now she's terrifying kids that their parents are going to start. Their moms at 62 are going to start dressing. Yeah. So were these just like photos? She's not promoting anything, Yeah, right? she is. Yeah. Oh. So she has her concert film, the Madame X tour that I think yeah. is on Netflix coming soon. Something That's like right. that. Yeah. Not yet. And, uh, and. So she's promoting that because she was, Madonna was part of that world where everything just got canceled because of yeah. COVID. Like she was in the middle of well, all of this, now, I right? I mean, she canceled all, most of them before that because she had problems she with hurt. her. She yeah, her hips and right. stuff. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, but she looks good. Like, but like that, she looks great in these I mean, pictures. But, but I don't know what seeing, to say. Everybody's is, freaking out. Everyone's seeing these, right? But yeah. if you follow her, she does this every day. It's Madonna. But like, every now and then people just start freaking out over Madonna. She and, does video now in her kitchen where she's rolling around on the ground. I, this Madonna's, is not shocking to Madonna's me. had the weirdest COVID, right? Like yeah. a lot of stars really shone during COVID where you saw another side of them where you're like, oh my God, I've never seen this person this light before. And yeah. then you really started to love them. I've never seen Robert Downey Jr. in the kitchen baking bread before. Thank you. Wow. Cool. Thank you. Cool. Madonna has had the weirdest COVID. Yeah. Right? I want that COVID. Like it's I want Ma- that. Madonna has had the wildest COVID. But uh, but yeah, so if you're wondering why Madonna's trending, it's because it's just Madonna being Madonna, which is she's taking pictures pictures of herself in lingerie and people just started freaking out over it for some what reason. What else is she supposed to do? She's 62. look after them hips. <laughs> Poor girl. Well, she said she's on a padded stool. Like, she's right. not doing anything dangerous in these that shots. That hurt to climb into those things, though, right? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Prince William is the world's sexiest bald man, according to a new study. Oh, stop it. No. <laughs> The most? Who do you think is the most the world's most sexiest bald man? Hmm. Tough question. Almost a trick question. <laughs> Who's the world's sexiest bald man? Like, who would the world think? Okay, well, I'll tell you this. Because The Rock tweeted... How I was going to say The uh, Rock! The Rock tweeted this. How in the cinnamon toast F does this happen when Larry David clearly has a pulse? <laughs> oh, wow. Yo, what about Patrick Stewart? His head is smooth Patrick as Stewart. hell. So, yeah, so uh, Jason Statham, a lot of people always think that he should be up there. The Rock, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jordan it's always on that list. The Goat. The Goat. Uh, Pitbull on that list. <laughs> what, Mr. 305? Yeah, Vin Diesel. Floyd Mayweather, Bruce Willis. Also, somebody threw Vladimir Putin on that list. <laughs> Get out of here. Stanley Tucci's on that list. No. No? Not sexy, though. Prince William, out of all of them. Out of all of like them? Everybody in the world? Man. Come on, man. That's got to be a... That's a, that's a joke, right? Yeah, no, I don't know. Listen, I, 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 a lot of people think that this is the the palace doing what the palace does. Little damage control. Hey, how oh. do we get over that racist thing? Yeah. Right? Okay, well, let's... Uh, Let's uh, sexualize Prince William. How right. About that? <laughs> sexiest bald guy ever? Sexiest, but not ever, not oh. ever. World sexiest bald man. So I guess currently, much like People magazine, yeah. right? When so, they do their uh, beautiful, beautiful yeah. list. So The Rock, Matthew McConaughey, Idris Elba, whoever it is. Your People magazine sexiest man alive. Yeah. And then a year later, it's Ryan Reynolds. And you're like, well, hold on a second here. Am I not anymore? Well, no, you still are. But currently, this is the sexiest man alive. It doesn't mean that you're not, but... 
but you are. See, and they didn't say the, who the other the, contenders you, were. You're like, not the who current. Did, who did William beat? Well, everybody. No, but they all didn't give up. Men. All bald men were contenders. I think they should give a list. The list is infinite. The list is bald men. Yeah, I think they should give a list. Of off. all the bald men. Yes. You want a list of all the bald men. Because there may be some unknowns that rank higher or like should rank Shemar higher. Moore. Hello. Shamar Moore. That's right. What about Larry the bald David. men that are in the closet? That don't want it. People don't want to know that they're bald. Well, like George Costanza. Right? Like George. Yes, exactly. No, we can't. We can't include people who rock like two pages no. and stuff. Okay. okay. No, no, no. That's not okay. allowed. Okay. Like you. Like you're loud and proud. Make any sense your... That you're wearing a hat. Take yeah. your hat off. Yeah. Uh, but how, there you have it. What do you think of Prince William, Maureen? World sexiest bald man. No, thank man? you. No, thank you. No, it's not a good shaped head. Interesting. And by the looks of him during that Oprah interview, Prince Harry may be on this list soon. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Soon. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, big shout out to all the uh, the teachers and students and the parents of their students who are having their kids do at home learning. It's tough. We know that, right? Throughout the pandemic, mm-hmm. yeah. and keeping a kid's uh, attention on that screen is challenging sometimes. <clears throat> and I want to give a shout out to Garrett Talcott. He is a kindergarten teacher in Washington. And I don't know if you saw this video, Mm-mm. but it went viral on TikTok. And racking up, like, we're almost at a million views right now. Where he took his laptop to the zoo and had a tour for the 28 kindergarten students on screen. Oh, so they were all at home. They were all at home. He went to the zoo. And he went to the zoo. And just like walked around with his computer? And he walked around, yeah, (laughs) with his computer. And like whoever else was with him to film. And he's just taking them on a virtual field trip to the zoo. Because a lot of these kids, I mean, this would have been their first experience seeing what a zoo would look like. Why not still go to the zoo and you guys can come with? So let's keep going. You got it. What do we have now, class? A rhino! A rhino, that's right! Oh. And then the rhino runs away. What do you see about the orangutan's habitat outside? What is it? Oh, and do you see the orangutan coming? It's coming outside now. It looks like he's eating some grass. Let's keep going. Oh my god. What did you guys think of our class field trip? Isn't this nice? So, you guys would come on another virtual field trip with me? Awesome. Right, and these are kindergarten students, so yeah. their attention span is already short enough. And to, yeah. to keep the attention span of 28 of them at the same time, <sighs> this guy did it. Yeah. And he, uh, in other videos that have been racking up the views ever since this one went viral and people discovered his account, uh, again, trying to captivate the, the attention of these kids, there's one where he's at home and on his big screen television... He has like the first person view of a roller coaster and he's <laughs> right. in front of the television and he's yelling out to the kids like what to do. And we're going around this turn and put your hands up in the air. Yeah. And the kids are loving it. Yeah. Loving it. Go into the curve. Go into the curve. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, we got the twist coming. Get ready. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> for me. It's getting faster. And the big drop, big drop, big drop under Mr. Telcom. Woo! Hold on tight because it's picture time. Smiles on. Camera's getting taken in three, two, one. Boop! Pop that smile. 
And one more wrap around fast. Throw your hands up to the right. Throw your hands up to the left. And scream. And the way God, he, he did this was he had somebody else in the room following him, like his movements yeah. with like, I think it was another laptop. Sure. With the camera. So everything he was saying to the, all the students, that person holding the other laptop was mimicking, moving side to side, going up and down, shaking the, the laptop so that the screen moves so the kids at home could feel like they are on a roller coaster. Yeah, man, teachers are just great. And yeah. they've had to adapt. And so many of them have just adapted so well with very little resources. Totally. Like, let's just get that out of the way here. Yeah. Right. You know, the school board was not paying for this guy to hook up a big screen and find roller coaster footage right right it's no, not happening yeah. we know that uh no but i'm with you shout out to all the teachers and you know the longer this goes on the more schools that they keep shutting down um they just keep plowing through and kids have gotten really good at at-home learning and that is 100 because of the way teachers have adapted completely 100 like this guy in washington yeah. love it this is the Roz and mocha show podcast did you watch the kardashians I actually missed it last night. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I'm going to watch it this weekend. I mean, you trapped me there, man. <laughs> People who I know watch that show will uh-huh. fill me in this yeah. weekend on what's going I, on. I watched. My biggest complaint was is when they're getting ready in the morning and they have breakfast, it's as if they have catering. No one's cooking. They had a full spread of food on the island already for them. Of course. You don't watch that show enough to know that <laughs> that happens all the time well, from what, what I've heard. Whatever happened to putting pan on stove? Yeah, no, they don't do that, man. They what, dirty at that beautiful kitchen? Yeah, police. Also, also, the kitchen uh, that you see in that show is not the kitchen that they use every day. The kitchen that they use every day yeah. is like behind walls. What? So yeah. what is that? It's this? just, that's, that's just like kitchen. the display kitchen. Is it real? For the show. Yes. Yeah, but there's a whole works. there's a whole chef's kitchen, like a restaurant kitchen that's on the other side so of that this wall. This one's just for TV. No, no, this is just the one that they hang out in. The, yeah. the the staff are all in the other one. But you're taking up space where the stove is. A chair no, no, can no, go there. No, no, you think they no, care no. about that? Maureen, please, you know how much money they have? Even. Worry about space. Uh, so will they or will they not talk about Kanye? And that was the big question going into this season. And they got into it a little bit last night. Um, so give me clip number three, which is when Courtney asked Kim, um, how are you and Kanye now? How are you and Kanye now? Mosing on along. Mosing. I had a talk with him. He called me the other morning. I meant to tell you. About me? He said it would be nice to be able to, like, say things. I said, yeah, say what you want to say. Maybe it'll start people thinking a certain way or getting a thought in their head. But did you have to say those tweets publicly? And he said, no, you're right. I shouldn't say I shouldn't say that publicly. Yeah. Like, it's better to say it one-on-one. It wasn't like an argument. We were just clearing yeah. it up, I guess. This is exactly what we're not supposed to be talking about tonight. Okay, let's drink. Are we saying a cheers? Uh, yeah, big cheers. It's, it's nice to know everything worked out, though, huh? <laughs> It's funny watching this for people who I know who watch this show. Right, yes, of course. The new season is on now, but all of this stuff transpired back in July. Yeah. So we already know the stories based on the news reports and, you know, the quote-unquote sources coming from people. Right. But now we're seeing how it plays out on the show. Yeah. Although it happened. Like, now that we're eight months later, Mm -hmm. and in real time, they've all moved on or tried to move on or whatever, (laughs) but they have to... 
Yeah, it's how tough. Much of this is about real it now. or recreated just for the show? Like, is this really how it played out? Yeah, I, I, I think, think so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think I think a lot of it is because there was just no, there's no other way to do it. Like, you can't you can't drum up drama. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that if this wasn't real, that they would have put optimism in this clip when we know the whole thing goes to hell, right? Yeah. Well, I am looking forward very much to speaking with the people who I know <laughs> this weekend. But not you. Who, no, not me. Okay. Uh, just to find out gotcha. what's happening on the latest right. season of uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hello, it's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? It's uh, Vanessa. What's going on? Uh, number two. Good, thank you. Um, so I'm just calling to say Roz. Thank you so much for introducing me to Susie. I got mine yesterday. Okay, hold on. Dinner oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Your phone is terrible, but you're saying nice things about me, and I want to <laughs> make sure I can hear it. <laughs> no, she's not. I can hear her crystal clear. No. She said, she said you suck. <laughs> no, no, no. No, okay, listen. I don't know what you're doing. Are we on speakerphone, or what's going on? No, no. I have this Bluetooth crappy headset. Okay, take it off. I am. Just a minute. Okay. Oh, she said you sucked again. No, no she didn't. She I did. No, I'm really struggling, but I think that she said that she needed to thank me for something. All right. Hi. Hi. How's that? Wonderful. Please go ahead, call her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for introducing me to Sue Bead. Um, I love it. I got it yesterday, and I made dinner uh, last last night. Absolutely game changer. What nice. did you ma- What did you make? Um, I got some uh, marinated chicken from Friend Boy, and then put that in there. And then uh, the girlfriend and I we accidentally used chow mein noodles instead in a faux broth, and then put no some green onions in there. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, so yeah. good! It's the best chicken you ever had, huh? What? Uh, oh my god, by far. Yeah. What sous vide did you get? Oh crap! I'm forgetting. It's like in something, uh, something that I can control on my phone. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-five dollars off. Is it the Anova one? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the one. Roz and I have that one. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I have both of them. I have uh, both designs. Oh, you bought the new new one? Yeah, I have two. I have two. uh, Yeah, I got two. I got got sous vide on sous vide. I have, and I have. I'll tell you. You know what the game changer is? What? Um, Once you get the the sous vide. Um, the the game changer for me was I bought the tub, the specific tub to oh. to sous vide oh. in because yeah. it has it has it, it has the rack on the top. It has a uh, it, uh, it has a cover that goes on it with the perfect little cutout for the actual wand. Yeah, uh, and it has a rubber gasket on it so nothing nothing leaks. You don't water doesn't evaporate on you if you're doing something for 24 hours. Yeah, Vanessa, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's worth the investment. We have the same one. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I mean, Vanessa, you only got yours like yesterday. But we, uh, in our house, we use our sous vide like maybe twice a week. Oh, easily. Yeah, oh, yeah. easily. I'm going to be using it at least like twice or three times a week, uh, especially now that I'm living with a girlfriend now. And then so we're like planning meals like, hey, what are we going to do? What are we going to do that? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go. And she doesn't, she's not a fan of meat. It's just a very texture thing for her. So I feel the sous vide is going to help introduce her more to meat. Yeah, sure. I love my red meat. So, like, I've been missing my red meat so much, and I'm so happy I have the sous vide because <laughs> I can go cook this, and then I'll make her, her dinner and everything. Have you, you? So you have not done steak yet. That's next? Uh, not yet. Yeah. Not oh, yet. you are. Oh, You're gonna die. Wait so till you have steak, it's and then so call good. us back. Yeah, yeah, call us back. Oh, oh, I will. Call us back after you do a steak, and just remember that after that steak comes out of the sous vide, honestly, it's going to look like death. Okay, it looks like the tongue. Uh, uh, 
now wait, what do you put it in? A cast iron? Uh, yeah, so when it comes out of the sous vide, your steak is going to look like the tongue of something you would never eat. Yeah. Okay? It's going to be gray and floppy and wet. Yeah. And, and pat it dry. Pat it dry. You have to dry it. I wrap mine in triple layer paper towel, and I leave it there okay. to, to sit for like, I don't even know how long. Uh, and then I get a pan. Cast iron's fine. Anything is fine. You heat that some bitch up until like your your house is about to explode with heat. Throw a little oil in there. Turn the heat down. Put the steak in, and just it's it's like thirty seconds, sixty seconds per side. But you want a really, really, really big, thick char on it, right? That the side is going to be like a dark, dark, dark red char. Oh, when you cut into it, oh, the best steak you've ever had. I bet. I'm All looking right. forward to it. Okay, do a steak and call us back. Will do. Thank you. All right. All right you take it. You, did you say you wanted to tell Rosie Socks or no? No, no. That's oh. not no. what we were talking about at all. Oh, I thought at the beginning no. when the phone connection was no. a little bit bad. No, oh, no, no, no. no. What did oh, you know? Okay. Rosie's amazing. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Love you lots, girl. You take care. Bye. Bye. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Roz and Lopez DM Deep Dive. I regret this already. All right, welcome to it. DM time. Deepa is here, and uh, she is in charge of our DMs, Roz. Uh, yeah, so Deepa, what do we got today? Okay, the first question. I feel like this person needs a lot of advice. So this comes from an anonymous person. I'm a big fan of Arrow and the Arrowverse shows like Flash and Supergirl. Mm -hmm. And I can't bring myself to watch Justice League. I know they're different, but the Arrowverse shows are so much better. So do you think I should give Justice League a shot? I will say this. My kid, Roxy, is also a huge fan of those TV shows. Yeah. Loves Supergirl. Loves the Flash. She was not into Arrow. She didn't like Arrow at all. Uh. Um, But massive fan of the flash she as soon as they drop those new episodes on netflix she's all over them and a big fan of supergirl um she also felt the same way about getting into because we watched both justice leagues last weekend wow. yeah we watched we watched the original and then we watched the the Zack snyder one and i could tell she enjoyed it she was fine but she compares those characters back to the ones on the cw and she enjoys those characters more than the characters in the in the justice league i know that she likes barry the flash way better from the tv show Mm -hmm. than she does um ezra miller yeah ezra miller from from the movie so i understand i get that and i think that i don't think that that person's alone in feeling like that because that's the way it is in my house too. i don't know my opinion i think that just like like if you watch the first one then i think you're okay this zack snyder one i for me it was a big waste of time Mm -hmm. but four hours I, I it's just a big waste of time for me. I think if you if you're gonna watch one, watch the Zack Snyder one. Don't watch the original one. It was sure. so it was so bad. Yeah. Right? But you can split it up. They do it into chapters. They make it easy for you. Did to, you break to, it up when you guys that. watched it? Yeah, it was like six like chapters. No, I went straight through. You did. Yes, we yeah, did. He did. I did two hours on one night and yeah. then two the following night. See, this is my thing. I'm just always like Four hours is a very long time. People always complain about Bollywood movies being three hours long. And I'm like, how are you going to sit there for one sitting, watch a four hour long movie with no songs? Batman's going to start doing a number. But, why but, not? Sudden, but Bollywood fans are, you're a different breed anyway. It's like, you know, try and explain to somebody who's never watched a cricket match how it can go on for days. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Right? Yeah. Very yeah. true. Very like, true. you think a Bollywood movie's long? Try being a cricket fan. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, really. Very, very, very true. All right, so overall thing, should they watch it? Don't watch it. Like, if you haven't watched either of them, then maybe watch what, the Zack Snyder? So you get like the full story? If you are a fan of the CW movies, do do I think that you will gain anything from watching the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League? My answer to that is no. Stick with the CW shows that you know and love. Fair. There you go. All right, so next comment comes from Kiki. Roz, wash your pants. Why? What's the matter with my pants? I don't know. <laughs> I think she's probably offended by hey, your pants. Hey, Kiki, mind your business. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like washing my jeans. Catherine washes them all the time, and I get and I get mad. Do you really? Yeah. Why? Wait, I don't like my jeans being washed. Why? I don't know. I like, like the way ever? that they ever. I, I, a couple times, maybe. But how often is she washing your jeans? She'll like wash every them. Week? She, she if if I leave them on the floor, if I get undressed, I will sometimes take those jeans, fold them back up, and put them on the end of the bed if I know that I'm going to wear them again. And then I will come down, and my jeans will be gone, and they'll be in the laundry. Yeah. And I'm like, yo. Oh, that's real nice. And I'm like, they're folded, right? Yeah. Uh, why don't you just put them away, like in the closet or something? Well, it's time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Five seconds, time uh, but difference. But no, I much prefer I much prefer the feel of jeans yeah. when they when when I've had like a good run of you know seven eight nine ten a dozen times wearing them. Yeah, that's when they start to feel really good to me. Are you afraid that if they're washed too often, they're going to fade or stretch or something like no, that? No, not at all. Oh. Not at all. I'm fine with whatever the natural sort of progression of jeans are when you wear them and don't wash them, then I just sort of go with that. But yeah. no, I'm not precious with them at all. Believe me, if you've seen my clothes, I'm not precious with my clothes at all. These uh, these jeans, these Levi's that I'm wearing right now, my wife has been asking me to get rid of for a little while because right in the seam of the butt, yeah. the butt crack. Lacy? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to get rid of these jeans. Oh, my God. Because I love them so yeah. much. They're so comfortable. Yeah. They're worked in really well. Yeah. I wear them all the time. Is that because your thighs rub? Is that why? No. Oh. Just because I've had I them for a while. My, what do you say about my thighs? Nothing, man. Oh. Go ahead, Deepa. My what do you say? Right, my jeans right now have the exact same problem at my thighs, and I refuse to give them up. They're almost yeah. at the point Good where they're just going to like rip in the seams, but I'm like, I'm dedicated. But they're so comfortable, Good right? Good I can't. for you. I used to iron my jeans. Wow, Roz is bougie. Yeah, he ironed the uh, jeans? Yo. Yeah. I used to iron my jeans, too. Yeah. Wow. I used to iron my jeans. I would not go out of the house if my jeans weren't ironed. Okay. So I used to wear like white t-shirt, like undershirts, yes. like under like a regular, like a, under a sweater or whatever, like yeah. under a sweater, under a hoodie. Yeah. I would still iron that undershirt. Wow. At the same time, I would iron my jeans. Yeah. My ironing, my iron and ironing board never went away. Like some people keep the stuff in a closet. Mine was set up outside of my bedroom for about five years. Wow. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just wouldn't move it because everything that I wore, I would iron. And sometimes I would even iron a crease in my jeans if I wanted to have a crease one day. You know, interesting. Yeah. Come to think of it, yeah. my ironing board yeah. up until I moved in with Jenna yeah. was always out. Thank you. Yes. 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 But what changed? Like you guys don't iron your stuff now anymore? What? No, no I, I don't. got I got gross. <laughs> <laughs> A natural progression when you age. <laughs> oh, my God. The DMs are open. You have one more? Can we do one more? Yeah, we can do one more. Okay, one more. Um, this question comes from Carmen. Ross spoke about how he remedies his swollen ankles or legs. I can't remember what his solution was, so please let me know. <laughs> oh, wow. Swollen ankles and legs? Jeez. Yeah, what's going on in your life? <laughs> swollen ankles Bro, and legs. you need Dr. Ho. <laughs> That's probably his remedy, is it? I swear to God. Uh, was this not when I was talking about how Catherine makes me take turmeric? Oh, Turmeric's maybe. Right? Maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't, and I know nothing about turmeric, but if Catherine gives me a pill, I'm just going to take it, right? Yeah. Like, I, whatever. She, so knows, she knows better than me. Uh, but she made me start taking turmeric, and when I really, really hurt myself, 
um, I was, she got me on turmeric and it, I would say this, that it actually uh, like 1000% helped really? with the, with the swelling and the inflammation. Cause it's not swelling when you're dealing with turmeric people, right? It's not swelling at that point. It's inflammation. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so I, she Excuse was, she me. was, yeah, thank you. She was dealing with my inflammation <laughs> uh-huh. because my ankle had swollen up. It was just ca- taking so much like fluid in it that my ankle was as wide as my knee was. Jeez. Right? Yeah. Like I look like an elephant. I look like an elephant. You say turmeric. Yeah. I say turmeric. You say turmeric? Yeah. I- I'm pretty sure you're wrong, Mocha. Like 100%. That, yeah, that you're is wrong. wrong. Is yeah, it? Yeah. Tumeric. You're wrong. Turmeric. No. Tumeric. I'm I'm pretty sure my mom said that's where I got it from. Really? Tumeric. You're so Deepa, your parents got any just like mine? Yeah. They don't say turmeric? No, they say turmeric. Oh. Yeah. 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 Thank huh. you. Sorry, Mocha, you're wrong. Yeah, it's turmeric. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> anyway, that's what we get in the DMs. Deepa's in charge. Hit us up and uh, comment away. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, son no, no, of a- no, no, that's a oh. ring. That's a ring, man. That's a ring in Finland? Yeah. We're calling Finland, by the way. Hello. Hello. Yo, Pekka. Yeah. What's up, me. dude? It's Razamoka. Hey, guys. I'm so excited you called us. We got a note from Pekka, yeah. right? Yeah. And Pekka lives in Finland. Okay. I hope I'm saying, is, am I saying your, your name right? Yeah, it's just perfect. So, um, anyway, Pekka is a super fan of the Razamoka show. Okay. And I want to know, Pekka, in Finland, how did you discover the show? Um, it was maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, it was uh, before the COVID time when I was uh, using quite a lot of time commuting to work. And uh, I just, just started browsing uh, on my mobile the different radio stations that I would like to listen. And just because I got bored to the local stations here. Mm-hmm. So I started browsing and I just found you guys. Wow. And uh, I just love your stuff right there. <laughs> it's it's just, just awesome and it's just plain funny. It's, uh, it sounds like you're walking through snow right now. Uh, that's correct. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, yo, good ear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, yo, how much snow? How much snow you got? Uh, I don't know, a couple feet. Yeah, a couple feet. Damn. What do you do? What do we not, as Canadians, what do we not know about Finland? Like, what are some of the misconceptions that people have about Finland? Misconceptions? Oh, that's a tough one. The common misconception is that we are like uh, this... Um, depressed kind of a personality oh. in some way but uh or well that's true that we like to like uh we we like our space and the, we uh value the personal space that's true oh. but <laughs> uh well but when once you get to know one then uh, you can get uh, easily a good friend let me tell you what i know about finland and i don't even know if this is true or not i okay. just have always and i don't know why what i watched when i was a kid that made me think this but my whole life i've just always assumed this i have always assumed that every single person who lives in finland is beautiful well that's mostly true yeah because <laughs> <laughs> like yo you should see me i'm gorgeous <laughs> i don't know why everybody's uh, just assume people are beautiful in finland what do you do for a living out there pekka uh, I'm a software engineer. Nice. Oh, Amazing. wow. Um, well, listen, yeah. we just wanted to, to to reach out to you just to say thank you for your dedication to the Raza Mocha show. I know there's like an eight-hour time difference, so when our show is on here in Canada, it's like way late at night for, for you listening, right? Oh, no, actually, it's just 
uh, getting my work day done. So oh, okay, that. all right. Oh wow, yeah. So, so, so in, that, in that, in that, yeah, that's that's why your show is just for the perfect time for me. So, uh, oh, Pekka, yeah. you've listened to the show long enough to know that before we let you go, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Um, just uh, judging by your uh, stuff today, I have to say Roz. Uh, Pekka, we love you so much, brother. Thank you very much for listening, and, uh, and thank you for reaching out to the Roz and Mocha Show. Awesome. Thank you, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. I'm so conflicted. On how I feel about this story, I'm going to tell you. Okay. There's this woman in the UK. She's 27 years old, Mm -hmm. and she works at a gym as a personal trainer. The only thing is that this 27-year-old who is a personal trainer at a gym in the UK Mm -hmm. is that she has a fear of sweat. Excuse me. Like even her own? I guess, and she was fired from this job. How does she get the job? She says her anxiety disorder is triggered by touching things with, quote, hygiene issues. A few weeks into her job, this happened back in 2019, but it's in court now, right? Mm -hmm. Her boss asked her to pick up, like, a bunch of towels that were just, like, left on on the floor, and she couldn't do it. And then her boss was like, please pick up the towels. Yeah. And she said, I, I actually, you don't understand. I can't pick up these towels. And then explained her disorder. And the, her boss had said, well, just suck it up and do it. Mm-hmm. And she didn't. So she got fired. Um, and she was like being accused of being um, like difficult. Sure. On the job. So then get this. Doesn't sound easy. A, a judge at an employment hearing ruled in her favor and they are now figuring out a settlement that she's going to get from this gym Mm. and where my conflict is that yes you're okay you're a personal trainer sure no problem right you have an anxiety disorder you have these things going on fine i'm not you Mm. i get that i understand Mm. that right Mm -hmm. but knowing you're going to be working at a gym Mm. where people are getting sweaty Mm -hmm. and knowing what triggers your your anxiety Mm -hmm. knowing what your triggers are you're surrounded by triggers Mm. In this place that you're working. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. Like, right? I know. I have so, so many questions. Like, is the towel picking up part of her job? So is she being asked to do things that are not in her job description that she, that sort of go beyond her scope of what she's capable of doing while dealing right. with her disorder? So, so there's that, right? Yeah. There's that. Um, so you don't know. And when it comes to... Being a personal trainer, can you stand like I don't like I don't know like do you touch each other like are you like I've had personal trainers before do they touch you and I've seen yeah they touch you because if you're doing pull ups they usually hold your butt right Uh, (laughs) when I've worked out with Ante he has never held my butt once yeah when you're doing arm curls they usually they're holding your butt okay no (laughs) I promise you Ante has never held my butt okay no while doing arm curls or squats or anything like that what's that lunges. They're holding your butt. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know about this. It's tough. Like, I want to be sympathetic to somebody's, you know, uh, anxieties. And, Absolutely. And, and all of this stuff. That's why I'm con- conflicted, but, right? But I'm just, but, you know, maybe things just aren't, for, certain things aren't for you. Don't forget. Like, don't go into dental, you know, if you are terrified of teeth. You know what I mean? Like Thank this, you. this is my. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Two examples. In the movie New Year's Eve, Halle Berry's character. One of the worst movies oh, ever made. Why? Should never be mentioned so on this bad, show. So bad. I loved should it. Should never be mentioned no, on this movie. show. Halle Berry's one character. Of the Wor- say with me, char- one, one of the, of the worst movies ever made. made. One of the worst, Maury, yes. it's one of the worst movies okay. ever made. Be that it as it an, may, is, we'll agree to disagree. No, we are not agreeing to disagree. Mocha. There will be no conversations about New Year's okay, Eve, the movie. Next one, in, on... the, in the movie The Bone Collector. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> While holding my butt. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. and mochas fix my life what advice can you guys give me okay so my question is my question is got a problem you can't fix Roz and mocha got you yes kim what up it's Roz and mocha hi how are you guys we're doing great how are you today i'm good i'm good so you sound like you're in a happy mood but what brings you to Roz and mocha's fix my life today yeah i just want to know um can't i park my car anywhere i want like it's a public road Okay, can you park your car anywhere you want on a public road? So you wrote us this. Uh, Ross and Mocha fixed my life. There's limited parking on my street, and the driveways are super short, so oftentimes I end up parking on the opposite side of the street during the day. Recently, my neighbors have been knocking on my door the night before garbage day to ask me to move my car. One time a while back, they even blocked my car in with garbage cans on both sides. My question is, is it okay to park in front of your neighbor's house on garbage day? Huh, Kim, have you ever looked into what the bylaw says in your neighborhood? Um, no, I don't oh. think I have, but I like I don't know. I've never heard of this okay. issue. Do, do you yeah. live do you live like on a on a street where you have like permitted parking or is it just like a neighborhood with a street and houses and people just sort of park wherever? Uh yeah, so there's no parking on one side of the street. Um right. I know that. So everyone ends up parking like on my neighbor's side. Other than that, like I, other than the no overnight parking, that's all I know of. Jeez, man, I, I think you should just be able to park anywhere. To be honest with you, um, and just make sure that you leave enough room where they can get the bin. The garbage men can get the bins in between cars, whatever. But that, and then again, if you live in the city or any sort of condensed area, they have to figure out how to do what they need to do uh, around the actual space where people live, and if they got to navigate you know, around your car to get the garbage out, then that's just what it means to live in a city. That's that's my opinion on it anyway. Like, do you need a permit to park in your neighborhood? Like, on the street? No, like, it's just, you, you park wherever. Like, if you park overnight, you get a ticket, but past that, like, no. I don't know. Like, do people park in front of your place? Or are you on, on the side of the road where... There is no parking. Yeah, so I'm on the side of the road when, where, where there's no parking. Oh, okay. You're let, lucky. Yeah. Let, me, let me tell you what I wish we did. Do you know what goes on in Boston? You ever read about Boston, what, the, what happens during the winter in Boston? No. Okay, so spot saving is a thing in Boston. Which is? Street parking. Okay. Spot saving. And the rules for spot saving are it can only happen after the snowstorm. Okay. okay? The mentality is this. If me, as a homeowner who parks on the street, yeah. if I spend two hours shoveling my car out 
Yeah. Okay. After a massive snowstorm and then the plow comes down the street and they put an extra two feet beside my car. Yeah. If I spend like two hours after a snowstorm shoveling my car out, that spot is mine for 48 hours, meaning I can put whatever I want in that spot to save it for 48 hours. So when you drive around in like South Boston, what you see are people that have like two lawn chairs with a piece of string going between them. Oh, An wow. old card table, like a giant statue of the Virgin Mary, just like sitting oh, wow. in it. Anything, anything that you can possibly get. People have stuff like in their basements and their garages, like a full, like I, I saw one time somebody goes and they put the full nativity scene uh, in the parking spot and then they pull it away when they come home at the end of the That's day. a lot of stuff yeah, to it's bring a lot of stuff. It was like inflatable. Though. It was like an yeah. inflatable thing. So you're allowed to keep your spot for 48 hours and it's like a mandated thing through the city. Like you do the work yeah. to clear that spot like so well that we can see the pavement under it now after a snowstorm. That spot is yours for 48 hours. You're allowed to save it. I saw, now that you mention it, it was either Boston or Philly. There was a story over the wintertime where a guy was doing the spot saving thing. Yeah. But he would take like his jeans and put them in his freezer. Yes. And he would stand them up like fully in the parking spot. Yes. And it was just like these pictures that he would post yes. online of these frozen jeans yeah. just standing like, up. If you look at spots, if you just Google if you Google spot saving in Boston, you'll see some incredible things that people have put in a spot to save it for 48 hours. But you, the, the mentality is you did the work, so that's your spot for yeah. 48 hours. And well, that, people are fighting to have it extended, right? Unfortunately. I think we should do that. I this, would like to see that. This does not help Kim in her it situation. Doesn't. Okay, so the, the neighbor that's across the street that's pissed off that you park in front of their place on garbage day, right? Uh, is there enough room, like, is there any negotiating the space? Is there enough room where you could park still in front of their property, but leave just enough room for them to get their garbage bins and recycling and everything out? I mean, I'll be honest, though, it's just the one parking spot there, so it is quite tight. I could move my car up a little bit, but even that, like... I've been blocked in once um, oh. for doing that. I think you need to, to see, like, for your neighborhood, for your town, your city, wherever, I think you need to look specifically at what the bylaw says. And if this neighbor is giving you a hard time and you are in the right, you can, you know, present them with what the bylaw says. Now, if they're in the right and you're in the wrong, then you got to figure something out. Yeah. Also, there's just being a good neighbor. You know what I mean? Like you can always say to them, like you can always say to them, listen, I don't want to park here, but look at our our street. Right. There's only limited parking. So I park where I can find space. I'm not doing this to be a jerk. So, like, cut me some slack. If I'm a little bit like I will try my absolute best to maneuver my car in a way so that you do have room to leave all your stuff out on that one day of the week. Yeah, that makes sense. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah it's tough, though, because you, you also want to be a good neighbor, right? Like, you don't want to piss people off. But if you're allowed, my God, it's 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 first come, first serve. OK, you live in the city. It's just what happens. They got to deal with it. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what I thought in the first place. I'm yeah. just like, am I overreacting? Was there God. some sort of like unspoken common courtesy? Wow. But and if that doesn't work, inflatable so nativity scene and frozen jeans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Save your spot. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. You Thanks, Kim. Take, take care. care. Bye-bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. You watch Falcon and Winter Soldier? Hell yeah that I watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. Right. It is the best show on television right now. Yeah. So much action. Yeah. And it's right up there in the Marvel kind of action that I like. Yeah. 
Like, I don't mi- It bridges the gap between not being able to have a movie right now. You like it better than WandaVision? Way better. Yeah. I know it's a different story. I know it's completely different. Um, storytelling and visuals. Like, WandaVision was its own thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Not what I expected at all. I still mm-hmm. enjoyed WandaVision mm-hmm. a lot for mm-hmm. what they did. But this is now Falcon and Winter Soldier is in the realm of Marvel action that I am used to with all the movies, right? You started to get the sense that, like, I I find it very confusing to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier because I forget that I'm watching a television show Mm -hmm. because there's we're now at the level where you can do effects and write stories and film things as a television show that are indistinguishable from what it would look like if it was in a feature film. And so I get really, really into it. And then the 45 minute mark rolls around and it ends. Yeah. Cliffhanger, whatever. And yeah. And And you're like, I want more. It's jarring to me. I know. Like it's weird. Like when first season of Mandalorian, when that came out, there was a couple episodes, a couple scenes, a couple storylines, locations where you realize you were watching Star Wars TV mm-hmm. and not Star Wars movie, right? Where I always felt like I was watching a television show when I watched The Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, but with Falcon and Winter Soldier, I feel like I'm watching a movie and then I get pissed off when it ends. Right. And it's frustrating. I know. When it ends. Could you imagine if they only did 30-minute episodes? No, I couldn't imagine. I would, they would I wouldn't watch it. But that show is so good. Yeah. Like it's and two characters that I was never really interested in. No, like they really I, these guys really leveled up. Yeah. Out of all, show. all the Marvel movies that I've watched, have yeah. I ever sat and had a conversation about either the Falcon or the Winter Soldier? No. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't think so. Not really. They were secondary. Yeah. Now they're my two favorite guys. I know. Right? I know. Two favorite guys. The 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 writing on it like the comedy between the two of them yeah. is amazing yeah the action is amazing yeah the effects are amazing no, i know i this know it's like my favorite television show yeah. right now i know it's great it's really it didn't you call him white panther what was that line yeah, white 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 panther. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yeah. that new arm spoiler All alert right. the new arm that winter soldier Please. has come on man i know everything about it everything about it. everybody kicks ass that new captain america though i'm telling you Okay, do you what? know who that guy is? No, who is he? Does he look familiar to you? A little bit, but not really. He looks like a regular white guy. Like me, when I look in the mirror, I see no <laughs> difference between he and I. <laughs> Actually, um, I see no difference. I don't know That's if this I is going to ruin it for you. Who is he? Ben, the new cap, who, who is he? Is. Tell me, tell me, just tell me. Do you remember 22 Jump Street? <laughs> no. Okay. No. No. So he was the guy. Do you know that, UK? Let me tell you something right now. There are very few people in this world that are going to answer yes to that question. Okay. Okay? So 22 Jump Street. Sure. Right? Yes. When they go to college. Okay. And then Channing Tatum's character was all up into, like, football and stuff. Right? And he joins the, the, not the sorority, the fraternity. Okay. Right? Yeah. So the new Captain America is one of the guys that um, Channing Tatum became, like, best friends with from 22 Jump Street. And I'm supposed to know him from there. And he had a tattoo of the bazooka on his on his bicep. Yeah. So he was like, watch it, watch the bazooka go. Because he throws his, when he throws the football, yeah. his arm's like a bazooka. Okay. Right? And then right. And then I'm pretty sure like the tattoo said boom okay. on it. I'm gonna need a better reference than that. So, okay. Anyway, the new Captain America is from yeah. twenty two. Has Jump done Street. nothing before this role. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. There's a guy in Florida 
a Florida man. Florida. Who, and I guess this just, the news was just released now, but this happened like two years ago. Mm-hmm. But he's now in the Guinness Book of World Records for watching Avengers Endgame. Oh, for God's sake. In yeah. theaters 191 times. How many hours is that? A ton. So he started April 26th, 2019, when the movie was released mm-hmm. and wrapped up on July 29th. And he watched it, they said, approximately twice a day. And the movie oh, clocks God. in at three hours, as we know. So you spending six hours a day in the theater watching Endgame? For three straight months. And he just got his, I guess it's making the news now because he just got a certificate. Okay, they just from, validated him. From Guinness, yeah. I got you. But after he achieved that goal, yeah. he was able, like, he met, like, cat, the cast of Avengers Endgame and right. took a picture with them. And I think Captain America was, like, holding the booklet that had the ticket stubs. Right. That's and Josh what- Brolin, Thanos, was holding, this guy's, like, a super nerd. And he had, like, a Captain America shield, a prop. So Brolin is in the picture holding up the prop. When does this... I wonder when this... Does this become, like... Does this start as a guy who just really loved a movie and then went maybe two or three days twice a day because he loved it so much and then was like, hey, I wonder if I can break a record? Or did he set out to break a record at the first time he was going to do this? No, I think this was one of those... He was so caught up in the moment of the movie that he watched it a few times and was like, I love this movie so much. I'm going to see how many times I can watch. Right. That's what I think, at least. Right. And so how long is it now? Hold on. I got to do do the math on this. Did they do the math for me or do I have to do the math on this? You can do the math. So three hours is the movie. Okay. okay? Hold on here now. So let's say six hours because he watched it twice a day. Six hours a day. Yeah. Right. For seven days. And then for three months. Like what, like times 30, let's say? Or can you do it by weeks? Times 12, right? How do I do that? You just screwed me up by saying that. Okay, do it the way you want. Now I got to start over. Yeah. You're lucky my calculator app is the first thing that opens on my phone <laughs> when I open my phone. So you're calculating earlier today then. I was. <laughs> I've, already, I've already calculated. You're always calculating. I've, I've already, I've calculated two things already today. Already? I wow. have. Yeah. Okay, good yeah. for you. Yeah, like this was as soon as I opened my phone. This was the, the thing. I've already calculated two things today. Isn't that incredible? The amount of work I can get done yeah. while we're doing all this <laughs> nonsense. You got a lot of business. Yeah, what's the matter, Maury? I was going to say, he beat uh, Craig Sharp in Winnipeg, who wanted to watch Tenant the most times. Do you remember oh, that guy? Oh, God, that... Oh, let me tell you something. <laughs> and you watching, tried to watch that movie, right? I tried to watch Tenant once, uh-huh. and it was too much. I'm going to show you... This guy watched it 119 times. Well, 191. I... No, 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 the guy in Winnipeg. Oh, okay. okay. So, I... Wanted to turn Tenet off yeah. exactly this many times, 192 times while I was watching it. <laughs> because it was, I couldn't, it was too dark and yeah. I couldn't hear a word they were saying. Was it too smart for you? Too smart? No, I couldn't hear a word they were saying. I um, couldn't hear a word at all. So this guy that watched Avengers Endgame yeah. 191 times. He's a personal trainer, by the way, yeah. in Florida. Not anymore. So he did uh, an interview with Guinness. Yeah. Right? Because you wonder, like, how could somebody go through watching this movie so many times? Yeah. So he said the most difficult part about this attempt 
was giving up my social life with my family, the gym. I lost 16 pounds of muscle. I should go yeah, watch see, movies. See. And managing my work hours and screening times at the theater. They should have put like a, a yoga mat in the back for him. Or like a bow flex. Something like that. Yeah, he, like a right. bow, or at least a couple straps. Or and like maybe, a Peloton. Maybe a little trampoline, right? Yeah. You can't put an exercise in a movie theater. It's too sure loud, you can. Man. Why not? Because the, 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 the trainer yells at you. No, no, no. no. You can't do that in a movie theater. He could just theater. do a leisurely ride just oh, to keep his nah, body moving. No, no, no. That's yeah. just ridiculous. That wouldn't count. You got to sit your ass in a seat and drink some soda. In order for the, in order, you want to break that record? You got to watch the movie, man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So Ariana Grande is doing the voice, huh? Super weird move. I don't think so. I know a lot of people think it is. Yeah. But I mean, me- a lot of eyes on the voice, right? Which here's, is great. Here's the thing is Tell that me. Ariana Grande, first of all, she posted a shot saying, I'm so honored and excited to be joining the voice family. I've been a huge fan of the show for such a very long time. And then she's going to be joining, uh, who I guess it would be... Blake Shelton? Blake Shelton, Kelly Clarkson, John Legend, Adam Levine, right? Because is it Nick Jonas's that's leaving? Nick Jonas's uh, yeah. Yeah. hiatus. I wonder, right. Did they ever say why he's leaving? They, they rotate, they right? rotate? They, yeah, yeah. All right. They've done that before. But here is the... I don't know whoever did it or whoever had the idea, but somebody has been in the works for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because of somebody said, Hey, listen, we have a fantastic opportunity right now. Nobody can tour. Yeah. So who's the biggest name we can call to say, while you can't tour, you want to come on and get some serious exposure and do a quick one season of the voice. And somebody was like, well, why don't we just call the biggest star in the world? Ariana Grande. You and get they were a like, couple, cool. couple of nights a week. Yes. For 16 weeks. Yes. Or however can't long. Do, they can't do anything else. Yeah. They can't tour. They can't travel. And I guess some they of the. They can't do these not, massive shows. Not negative comments, but the comments of like, why would Ariana Grande do this show is because by comparison, I guess minus Blake Shelton, the other artists who are there, they're not like consistently putting out music, not consistently touring, not consistently putting out singles. You don't right. hear from them. The, as much as you would Ariana Grande on like the streaming platforms or on the radio or anything like that. But they like still that. all manage. The, the great thing about The Voice is that every judge on The Voice still manages to carry the show and a career, right? Yeah. Blake Shelton still releases oh, music. Yeah, Adam, Adam Levine, Levine, Adam yeah. Levine still Revive, releases yeah. music. And then when people come in and then, and then they leave again to go on tour to go and promote their new album, like it's great promotion for something. Yeah. But it's a genius move because you can't tour. Yeah. and. Everybody's sort of going in on Ariana Grande calling it a career killer. I'm like, well, what is she supposed to do? Yeah. She's released how many songs now during COVID? And that last right? album was breaking records. Yes, so. but what are you going to You can't do anything. Yeah. You can't go on tour, right? You can't go, you can't do Europe. You can't go to Australia. You can't do this thing that they normally do. So what else are you going to do? Go and do a I season wonder, of The Voice. I wonder if people are thinking that way because as restrictions start to ease up and we see... Like sporting events, you're starting to allow crowds, right? right. Yes. Um, you have some concerts who are like places around the world. Like you saw in Barcelona last week, they had like 5,000 people yeah. inside of a club yeah. to watch a performance. I guess people figure like we are now even closer to when we can have an auditorium full of people. So Ariana Grande, because she's at that level, yeah. she could sell out a venue in a second that by the time the voice, the season of the voice with her mm-hmm. on it, comes around is an opportunity to, for her to potentially be on tour at that time the problem the problem is that you're you're like you can you can tour around america sure no problem yeah. when they when they start releasing people but do you want to play to 40 percent 
No, you, you know? want that sold out. You want that sold out thing. Thirty, because forty thousand. The production people. is so expensive that yeah. you, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna book a tour to forty percent of your Ariana Grande. It's yeah. just not gonna happen. And then so you're stuck to the U.S. Because what happens if she wants to play a show in Canada? You can't. And how many other countries in the world where you want to book a bigger tour and you want to leave the U.S. You don't know you, what the restrictions can, are. Before you can even yeah. step on a stage, your whole crew is to quarantine for two weeks. And this is guaranteed millions of viewers. Yes. What is it? Two, three times a week. Yes. Right. Yeah, it's a quick. Yeah, you, you, it's a quick live show. Yeah. Two, three times a week, and then you're and then you're done. It's a brilliant move, and it's really one of the only moves. Like, what else is she going to do? She, there's nothing for her to do. She's already released all the music. She can't tour. Do the voice. It makes perfect sense. And you might get a like an amazing collab between her and Adam yes. Levine or her and Blake Shelton. Yes, but also, could you right. imagine being on that show, coached no. by Ariana Grande, where she walks up to you and goes, all you have to do is this. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd die. I'd be like, okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm going to go now. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, did you see the trailer for The Suicide Squad? I did. Yeah. What'd you think? I liked it. Yeah. Is yeah. the big bad a starfish? Is that what they showed at the end of that? I think so yeah there's it one look like it, it. looked like it's a giant purple starfish yeah <laughs> that the big that's the big bad which i'm all for this uh, one i didn't watch the other suicide squad to be honest huh? because much like when justice league came out the first time mm-hmm. everyone crapped on it so yeah. i was like i'm not gonna waste my time watching this movie yeah because it was really bad and now they're so david ayer is the guy who directed the first suicide squad james yeah. gunn guardians of the galaxy is directing the suicide squad which uh-huh. is the the new version of it where and the just, only person just who's the trailer returning from the first movie it looks like based on the trailer is Viola Davis. No, 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 Margot no. Margo Robbie. Oh yeah, Margot Robbie. Of Viola course. Yeah, Davis yeah. and the guy who plays Boomerang is uh, is the same as is the oh, same is as it? well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you got John Cena and everybody else who are John Cena's character looks hilarious. Yes, by the way, right. Um, but after release, the Snyder Cut really took off, and then it took years for the studio to allow. Um, Zack Snyder to release his version of Justice League. Yeah. Now release the Snyder cut is sort of on the on the table for people. And the problem with the first Suicide Squad is that you're in one of these situations where David Ayer is saying that this is not the movie he made. He made a much oh, dark God. he made a much darker movie. Yeah. Where the Joker was the central villain. Uh-huh. And then the problem was, I be- I think that it was Batman versus Superman that had just come out and it was really dark. Yeah. And the studio did a full 180 on David Ayer's Suicide Squad and turned it into a sort of more lighthearted comedy. Right. Than what it originally was. Because if you remember that very, very, very first trailer for Suicide Squad that came out like a year and a half the movie came out. It was super dark. Yeah, it was a, it was gritty. It was gritty and, and it looked awesome. And it was completely awesome. different from and I think that's where the disconnect came from. Yes. I think that's why people were crapping on it because they were like this isn't the trailer that you showed us. Yes, exactly. Uh so what he says is nothing hurts more than to pick up a newspaper and see a couple years of your blood, sweat, and tears being ripped to shreds. The hate game is strong out there. And he went on to say that he would like a shot at making his version of Suicide Squad. Well, release the air cut? Release the air cut, right? I don't know, but man. you're not it's not gonna happen when you've got James Gunn just sort of rebooting yeah. the franchise. Like this that one's done. That one's completely done. I'm trying to solicit, man. It's, it's completely done. And also, <laughs> uh Warner Brothers, um they 
there was like a, uh, I don't like a studio meeting with shareholders and everything else. And they were asked a lot of questions. And one of the questions that they asked was, will there be an air cut for Suicide Squad? Yeah. And they said, um, uh, the uh, Warner Media Studios CEO and Sarnoff said, we won't be developing a David Ayers cut. And then on Twitter, David Ayers just simply replied, why? Oh. <laughs> and nobody replied nobody to that. replied to him no no I'm like, but they've, we said so but they've moved on they've moved on right yeah. i don't think anybody wants to to see that this one has sylvester stallone as a voice in it yeah he plays man shark yeah or King whatever Sh- that yeah. guy's King yeah. Shark. Elba is in this one yeah pete davidson yeah and uh boomerang is jay courtney jay courtney jay courtney jay courtney yes that's who he, he was in the he was yeah, in this, the first this one, well. one i'm definitely interested in this version of Suicide Squad, have, are you because fa- of the lineup. have you seen? Are you a fan of the shark guy? That what's his name? King Shark. King Shark. I'm, I'm, Do you know him? He's the half man, half shark who wears yeah. boxer shorts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So> yeah. Weird. <laughs> but he's very much like in the, in the trailer. It's really cool because he's very much like a Groot character. For sure, right? He's the yeah. sort of Groot. Oh, I was of picturing the... like Left Shark from Katy Perry. No, no, no. Even just the way he talks and his sort of mannerisms, like he's the sort yeah. of big, you know, the the or maybe not Groot, maybe. Um, like what's, Batista's character? Yeah, what's Batista's character's name? In, oh, in, uh, um, uh, um, uh, I don't... What is Drax. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, a, he's a little Groot and a little Drax, yeah. which makes Sarcastic, perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Kind of dry exactly. humor. It doesn't get it. Yeah. Everything goes over his head, but he's just a monster tearing people in half. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, if you watch closely in the new trailer for the for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, I think the big bad villain is a starfish. Okay, then. I'm here for it. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Hey, Mocha. Yes, Roz. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh-huh. Let's do the news. Woo-hoo. A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. I guess Gwyneth Paltrow sent Kim Kardashian a quote box of tricks mm-hmm. um, for her uh, to deal with her breakup, I guess. I don't know. That's what people like do. Like cereal? You, you send them like a box of things. No, this is Gwyneth Paltrow. So what do you think oh. was in that box? Like a double-ended thing, wow. Okay, uh, a sex gel Tricks. and a custom candle that was simply called "Smells Like Kim's Orgasm." Oh, tricks! <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you're friends with Gwyneth Paltrow. I would like to go through a trauma with Gwyneth Paltrow in my life. I would just like to see what she sent me. Like if somebody stole my car, not like a family death or a divorce, right? But if somebody stole my car, I would like to see what Gwyneth Paltrow would send me. What kind of what I would get in that box? I don't know. <laughs> you know. I wouldn't open the box. You wouldn't open the box. Return sender. You're like Brad Pitt in yeah. seven. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> Spoiler alert. To me, that's a great friend to have. To me, that's a, I would like to be friends with Gwyneth Paltrow if yeah. she does that kind of thing Just for Just a card. You. Maybe a like a think, thinking of you card. Yeah, you know, but what's that card going to smell like? <laughs> right? You know what? Just send me a text. <laughs> <laughs> to me, Gwyneth Paltrow seems like the best friend to have, man. I would love to be friends with Gwyneth Paltrow. <sighs> I would like to get that card. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Canadian Screen Award nominations happen. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Shit's Creek, 21 nominations. Wow, 21? 21, including well Best Comedy Series, Best Writing, and just about everything else. Dan and Eugene Levy are both nominated. Uh, Annie Murphy and Catherine O'Hare, of course, are both nominated. Kim's Convenience. What's that? Just 
Yes, yeah, it'll be the last time Schitt's Creek is uh, nominated and dominating. Uh, Kim's Convenience also nominated for several things. Yay! And uh, the will be handed out for... Oh, my brother as well got nominated for Canadian Screen Yay! Award. Yay! That's uh, amazing! Directing... Can I vote um, for him? No. Am I allowed cannot, to vote? You are not allowed to oh, vote. Oh, why not? It's because it's not the Fans' Choice Awards. Oh. These are all voted on by uh, industry professionals. He directs... industry prof- professional? He, he directs... Um, uh, Magic, Magic School Bus. Magic School Bus on Netflix. Yeah. I get to vote. You get to vote. Oh, are you are you an Academy member, Maury? I'm an actor member. Oh, you're an actor member. Oh God. How do I get on the on that board? What do I got to do? You remember all those embarrassing one bit roles that Maury's done on television shows? Yeah. You got to do that. Oh no, it's yeah. okay. I'd rather just give my opinion on the radio. Morning, Winnie. <laughs> you know what they say about idle hands? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All those. All those. All those. What uh, show is that that you were on again? You were on. Frankie Grace. Oh, okay. Was it called Frankie? Frankie Drake. Frankie Drake. Yeah, Frankie Drake. That was it. That's one of the many. What else have you done? You did, uh, you know, Murdoch, right? That's a great show. And Private Eyes? Private Eyes. Yeah, yeah. Murdoch's a great show. Yannick Passan's a great guy. Um, but yeah, so that's how you get into it if you want to. You got to do all the things that Maury, Maury's done. So you basically have to model your life after Maury's life if you want to vote to make sure my brother wins a screen award. Morning, Winnie. <laughs> Morning, Ollie. Oh, keeping busy, I see. You know what they say about idle hands. Just watch yourself, honey. Thanks for the tip. Have you seen Sellers? At the bar. Thank you. Okay, so that's Maury. (laughs) How is is that scene not nominated? How is that not nominated? I agree. I agree. That, to me, was award-winning. Right? right? Morning, Winnie. The way you deliver that line? Bro, come on. Morning, Winnie. (laughs) Weren't weren't you a doctor in another show? What show? Oh, Hudson and Rex. Hudson no, he, was and Rex. A, he was a nurse. Right. You're right. That's right. right. I mean, you were a nurse with a stethoscope and people went in on you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Meanwhile, in New York City, Mark D. Levine, who is a New York City council member and the chair of the health committee, mm-hmm. tweeted this. All New Yorkers age 30 plus will be eligible for COVID vaccination starting today. What? All New Yorkers age 16 plus will be eligible on April 6th. Yo, we just approved 70 plus. Yeah, just. Oh, just. How are they winning? <laughs> Leadership. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All I know wow. is that all I know is that Matt, that makes us seem really bad, mm-hmm. really bad, and that this isn't like this isn't Kansas, right? This is New York City. I know millions. Yeah, millions and millions. Yeah, so thirty plus eligible for the vaccination today in New York, and on uh, April sixth, sixteen plus eligible for the vaccination. Damn. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, Lady Gaga's dog walker, Ryan Fisher, mm-hmm. who was shot in the ta- chest back on February 24th when two people uh, stole two French bulldogs that he was walking that were Gaga's. Uh, he's revealed on social media that he was released from the hospital That's good. when he um, had been, after he was in the ICU, only he, to have a major setback. So his lung wasn't healing properly and collapsed, leading him to be readmitted less than a week later. He has since had surgery to, quote, remove portions of his lung and it wasn't healing on its own, and he's now recovering from all of that, as well as, of course, the emotional trauma of being shot on the sidewalk uh, back in February. So he's back in the hospital now. Poor guy. Dealing with that. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
Uh, where to even begin? So depending on what report you're reading, whether it is from the Daily Mail, TMZ, the Toronto Sun, there's all sorts of different reports on what went down at Drake's place yesterday. Uh, so let's start with this. This is uh, Dammit Mori talking to uh, Toronto police. Alex, what can you tell me what went down? Uh, what I can tell you, Maury, is that uh, Toronto police received a call at approximately 4.52 uh, to respond to the Bayview Avenue area and the Lawrence Avenue East. Um, officers uh, that uh, went for an investigation have arrested a female and she is now in police custody. What I can tell you that it, this is an ongoing investigation. Uh, as such, uh, I, I'm not, uh, um, I haven't received an update exactly if there is going to be any charges or what led up to the, uh, the arrest. Uh, what I can confirm with you is that there have been no reported injuries and that no entry was gained into the property. Hmm. So regardless of who's reporting it, the one thing that everybody can agree on is that there was no entry into the property. Um, multiple outlets are saying that Drake was in fact home. Um, Toronto Sun said this, a female adult that was carrying a knife has been arrested. She did not gain entry into the property and there were no injuries. And then they went on to say that, um, one of Drake's security guards was hit with a pipe. Now TMZ what? is saying that there was a report of a woman allegedly armed, sorry, TMZ is saying that, uh, there was a woman allegedly armed with a knife at Drake's home and using a metal pipe to strike a security guard. But the Toronto police tell us, according to TMZ, that is not true. So TMZ is saying no knife, no pipe. Toronto Sun is saying knife, pipe. Hmm. Either either way, this went down, as the uh, cops just told us, around 4.50 yesterday. Police, just police like a... arrived at 5.30 and um, they arrested somebody. Like just a fan, you think? I know, no idea. Sure. Most likely. Yeah. Who knows? I don't even know. Why are you walk around with a knife? Well, or not. Or not. Or not. Why are you not walking around with a knife? Right? I don't know. Be. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've seen videos of people trying to get not access, but like walking by and yeah. like filming. And he's got like security's right there at yes. the front gate. Yes. And he got and he's because you're when you're famous like that, you can petition the city to have them look the other way and give you special permission to build higher fences around course, your house than which what is you're what normally allowed to do. Drake did. Right. With the fences and the trees yes, and yes. everything surrounding his property, right? Right. Yes. Like like you can't park, you can't put your bike in most neighborhoods in the city on the no parking sign pole at the end of your driveway if you have one. Yeah. The city will just come by and give you a ticket or a fine, but not if you you're know, Drake. Not if you're Drake. You can put all you the can, bikes there. Yeah, you can build a 10-foot wall, 15-foot <laughs> wall. You're making Helms Deep out there yeah. in the bridle path. Uh, Kendall Jenner, on the other hand, and we were talking about this yesterday, she had to deal with trespassers and stalkers and death threats, like, consistently with her house. And sources close to Kendall tell TMZ that uh, the scary incident that happened on Sunday where a guy broke onto her property and tried to swim naked and then tried to get into her house. He was banging on the windows and calling her name. Um, 
the report was that she was looking to move. And according to TMZ, she has already. Oh, and this, wow. this comes after another guy threatened to shoot her and then himself. And she's dealt with alleged stalkers in the wait, past. Wait, another one? So this is another this person? This is another Not person. The this, is a, this is another person oh, that she just got a restraining order against. And she's had this type of um, uh, trouble in the past. Uh, they say that they don't know where she exactly where she's moving, but the neighborhood that she's apparently gone to is uh, touted as being one of the most secure places in all of Los Angeles. So it's a tough situation. I always thought that they like that the Kardashian family, that they all lived in like gated communities already. But I guess this house that Kendall lived in they, was not. Well, God, but the problem well, I'm is sure that the, you the, can get around gated communities. The, the, the problem, right, is that what you run into and do you remember a couple of weeks ago, there was the Suzanne Summers video where she was doing a makeup tutorial in the back and literally somebody just wandered onto her property. Right. Uh, I believe he was naked, too, or trying to get naked, also to take oh, a swim. Was- yeah, he was right? taking his clothes off. Yeah, he also Oh, no, was, he was in a Speedo. He was in a Speedo, yes. right. And he was also going to take a swim. Uh-huh. Weirdos, man. Uh, but the problem is that when you live in these spaces, like when you get up to like Malibu, Calabascus, and all this other stuff where all these sort of rich people live, it's not condensed housing, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's like you have a property, and then behind your property is 25 acres of just sort of like desert and brush and trees and forest. So to get to, if you parked and you're willing to walk a couple of miles, you can make your way onto people's guess, properties, sure. right? Like it's just, it's it's inevitable, mm-hmm. really, the, the way you, 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 you do it. It's not like the whole thing is gated. Like it's just conservation land behind you and or, right. or more property that you own. So it's easy for people to, uh, to do that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Kylie Jenner. Uh, had another trespasser and is beefing up her armed security after a man attempted to swim nude in her pool. What? So law enforcement uh, tells TMZ that a 27-year-old man made his way onto Kendall's L.A. property around 2 a.m. on Sunday, began knocking on the windows and yelling her name. We're told that she was home, they said at the time, in a safe location. I guess she has one of those, like, panic rooms. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? You'd have to. Uh, and her security was alerted and uh, began tracking the guy's movements. And he did manage, though, to strip off all his clothes and then attempted to get into her pool. Like at that point, you know you're going to get caught. Right. Uh, it was determined by the security guards. Uh, he was detained by the security guards until the cops showed up and arrested him for misdemeanor trespassing. And this comes after on Monday, yesterday, her lawyers, Kendall's lawyers, were in court to get a temporary restraining order against a different guy. This was a guy who was in a mental health facility last week and said that he planned on shooting Kendall and then himself. The uh, naked swimmer, by the way, was uh, uh, behind bars a total of six hours, and then he was released because of COVID protocols. Wow. So that's that. Scary. I I guess uh, part of the story is that she's thinking of moving, too. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So part of that uh, lawsuit against uh, Mischief, the brand that put together Little Nas X's Satan shoes, um, oh, in part the of blood, the yeah. in part of the the lawsuit um, that Nike has launched against them, um, Mischief says that they doctor them in such a way that they constitute a new unauthorized product. However. Uh, In the Nike complaint, and again, they sold these shoes for $1,018 a pair. Um, Nike is trying to prevent them from even shipping 
a single pair of those shoes. They want mm. the shoes handed over to be destroyed. Oh, wow. And they want Mischief to pay financial damages for harming its brand. Wow. And it's interesting whenever Nike does something like this because what you wind up getting are people going through Nike's history and posting pictures and reminding Nike what hell actually looks like, which was the sweatshops they were accused of using from about the 70s to the 90s. Yeah. Right? And that's the problem Nike will always have, is whenever sure. they sort of jump on something, you know, people go digging through their history. And then people started pointing out that Nike had no problem um, when this same company, Mischief, uh, released their Jesus sneakers with the holy water in them. Hmm. There was no lawsuit. Nothing said. So. Interesting. And Nike's not necessarily having a good uh, a good year because it wasn't that long ago, like a few weeks ago, where somebody high up was let go yeah. or had to retire because their kid, their son, was running like a reselling business. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And had like storage lockers, storage units. Oh, no. All these exclusives. Oh, no. Yeah. Bro, like hundreds, <laughs> hundreds. And they were like, how did you get these kicks? Yeah. But it's his like, mom uh, worked at, works for Nike high up. It's not cool. It's not cool. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Staff members at uh, BC's Big White Ski Resort will be fired, and a local restaurant's lease could be in danger after a wild party that was held inside on Monday. Really? Did you see this? No. Oh, my God. You got to see this video. It Hold is on. all indoors. It's people dancing on tables. Yeah. It looked like spring. What's it called? Big White? Big White Ski Resort. So um, video was shared all over the place. It's at uh, Charlie Victoria's. It's called Charlie Victoria's All Day Apres. Oh, damn. Look at this. Yo, this party looks lit. Right? So the entire wow. management team, they say, are absolutely disgusted, appalled, and embarrassed. They said this is the exact opposite of what should we should all be doing. He said there was just one security officer working at the resort at that time. So management called the RCMP, who arrived sometime after the party uh, had died down. Wow, look at all these people. And uh, as Not we know, indoor social gatherings have been banned across uh, BC since November. But look at that party. That's this insane. Is, yeah. And this so is like, you, yo, this is a pre-COVID yes, party. Yes, right. This is what it looks like. That's happening. It looks like never heard of COVID party. Right. Like this is a uh, COVID doesn't exist here yes, party. Yes, yes. Look at that. Not a mask in sight. Not a mask in sight. Look, dancing on tables. Yes. Look at this. <laughs> Yo, singing out loud. So anyway. Just hugging. Look at these people hugging. So at that party were uh, staff members from the Big White Ski Resort and all the staff members that were identified who did hang out at the uh, all-day Apre restaurant have been, have been fired. So many people were dancing on this one table. The table broke. Yeah. And that yeah. room is just full of droplets just yeah. flying everywhere. Yeah. And you know, flying it's just everywhere. it's just one person goes, are we doing this? And somebody yeah. else goes, I don't know, are we doing this? And then like and a then, group of people are like, yeah! Yeah. And then it's... And then buck it's Wild. Buck Wild. <laughs> Damn. Isn't that a wild video? That happened, right? <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah, I know. That happened. I know. Just a couple days ago. And you wonder why. And I worry for me, like I worry I'm going to the grocery store and I'm, and I'm the problem. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I worry I'm the problem. I'm not the problem. No, these jabronis. That's the problem. Who are dancing on tables. Yes, don't get me stuff. wrong. Look like a lot of fun. 
It looked oh like yeah! A, oh my no, god! It, it looked like a lot. It of looked fun. like a lot of fun. They all well, looked like, like they had a great time. Yeah, if COVID wasn't around. Yes, and I'm sure every single one of them said thought that it was worth it. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> right? Absolutely. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, New York City police said today um, that they made an arrest in the case of the 65-year-old Asian woman who was attacked on Monday in Midtown Manhattan. Uh, The individual, they say, was arrested and charged with felony assault as a hate crime. This according to the uh, NYPD. Uh, Police previously said the woman was punched and kicked by the attacker who allegedly made anti-Asian statements uh, towards her, which was all caught on video through a a sort of lobby of a a building. So they got the guy. If you haven't seen the video, don't go no, 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 no. It's terrible. Yeah, you don't need to. Oh, I wish I didn't see it. You don't need to see that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The 93rd Academy Awards. So they were real like... Every, the Academy Awards think that they're just better than everybody. So at first it was no Zoom calls. Yeah. And if you wanted to win your award, all nominees had to be in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And then everybody was like, bro, like if we're working on a movie set right now and we leave that bubble, we got to quarantine again before we go back to the movie set. And then there's people in countries that can't actually fly out because of travel bans and everything else. Yeah. So now what the Academy is saying is that there's going to be a, quote, British hub will be added for international nominees. This comes shortly after it was reported that international nominees would be required to quarantine for 10 days prior to the Academy Awards in Los Angeles. And then probably have to quarantine when they go back. Thank you. Right? Uh, The Los Angeles hub will be split between the Dolby Theater and Union Station. Uh, It will also include a traditional red carpet component. Um, They are planning something in the UK. Now, the other thing was their no Zoom policy. They didn't want people sitting on Zoom. Apparently, producers behind the awards show are reportedly no longer totally ruling out the idea of video conferencing in some of the winners. However, what they are going to is they're talking right now to to um, affiliate broadcasters, so actual Mm. television stations throughout the country and the world, to, I guess, maybe instead of using Zoom, to use some sort of proper satellite uplink and everything else so it looks pro and you're not dealing with these audio problems and people not having their microphone turned on and all this other stuff. So it's not looking like it is going to be the Academy Awards that they had envisioned, which was everybody sitting in one room. It's still going to be very much, visually anyway, like a virtual sort of uh, awards show. So you have that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So every region in Ontario will be placed in a gray lockdown zone starting at 12.01 a.m. Saturday. This is what everybody's hearing. The word on this is going to come down today. No haircut for you. Oh, that was supposed to be back for people on the 12th, right? Yeah. So it's basically everything is just the same as it is now. Well, except for patios, man. Like there's just like, like you like can't all patios, the, and then like in um, anybody who needs to make money is not allowed to make money, right? That's I, the, that's sort of what gray store, zone means. Great grocery store, um, like essential service places. I think the fine. the capacity is going to change from yeah. what it changed to like last week. But right? pe- people have adjusted. You know, it's it's like traffic. You know, you you adjust your life around the flexibility that you sort of build into your own life where I don't wait in line. When's the last time somebody waited in line at the grocery store? I don't wait in line at the grocery store anymore. Like for a month that happened where you'd line up. They don't line up anymore. Everybody knows when to go. They got their own schedules. Everybody figured it out. Yeah. 
I but, see everything online. But all the all the places that really, you know, that aren't struggling and aren't at risk of struggling are allowed to do their thing, but it's all the people who are at risk of losing absolutely everything that are not. And yeah. that's the problem. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, so it is April Fool's Day today. Got him. Yeah, Volkswagen. Man, okay, Pete, you got to stop with the doing the April Fool's Day joke three days before April Fool's and then using April Fool's Day as a reveal for the April Fool's Day joke. April Fool's Day jokes have to happen on April Fool's Day. And then you wrap before. it up by noon. Thank you. So Volkswagen said that they were going to be changing their name in North America to Volt wagon Volkswagen as so a way what? as a way of uh, promoting their investment in electric vehicles oh, Volt Volt Z O L T S S wagon Volkswagen wagon oh, okay I understand. Uh, but they were forced to say uh, we will not be changing the name to Volkswagen what do you mean they were forced by who okay the the renaming uh, the renaming was designed to be an announcement in the spirit of April Fool's Day they said mm-hmm. highlighted by the launch of the all-electric ID4 SUV the problem when companies do this is that it affects their stock price oh people are like we don't like the name no it goes up oh which is a problem. Elon Musk did this a few years ago where he said some stuff about Tesla. Yeah. And I think that he had to pay the securities exchange like $20 million oh. in, in penalties. Yeah, but for him, pocket change. Yeah, I know. But the, still, you can't do that. Like when Volkswagen, when Volkswagen, when Volkswagen says, hey, we're changing our name because we're doing, we're going all electric, that affects stock prices. Yeah. And it's not April Fool's. When you do this three days before April Fool's and then plan on revealing the joke on April Fool's Day, that is not in the spirit of April Fool's Day. I will that say. That is just messing around at that point for the past few years because april fool's day has just become like a big way for corporations to kind of get in and like spread the word about what it is they're doing and then big reveal right yes leading up to april fools any story from like a major company i don't believe at all no no neither do i maury two that are out so far which are um peeps uh allegedly launched cauliflower peeps okay and Kraft Dinner is doing uh, mac and cheese scented in you know room infusers. Okay, like a like a vaporizer, like a plug-in, like a, like a, like plug-in, a, plug-in. Like a potpourri. Yeah, oh. my favorite of all time though was Burger King when they did the left-handed burger. Right. Yeah, people <laughs> bought into that too. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Justin Bieber is addressing the critics and controversy surrounding the use of uh, Martin Luther King in the interlude on his new album, Justice. So uh, Justin was chatting with Crystal Terrell. She's one of the co-founders of Bieber Nation on Clubhouse. So here's the part of the album where Bieber inserted uh, MLK. I say to you this morning that if you have never found something so dear and so precious to you that you will die for it, then you aren't fit to live. So the critics came out to slam Bieber when people first heard this and started referring to him as a white savior, right? Uh, So this is Justin Bieber yesterday on Clubhouse. Being a Canadian, I mean, they didn't didn't teach us about black history, and that was just not a part of our education system. I think for me, coming from Canada and, you know, being uneducated and, you know, making... Uh, insensitive jokes when I was a kid and being insensitive and being uh, honestly just 
a part of the problem because I was just, I just didn't know better. And I think like for me to have this platform to just, you know, share this raw moment of Martin Luther King um, in a time where he thought that he was, I mean, he knew he was going to die for what he was standing up for. And um, he was preaching to himself in that moment, just talking about if you're not willing to die for something that you believe in, you know, what is what is it worth living? And um, me, uh, I was willing to, you know, go through as much hate uh, by putting that on the album, just because I know that there's a bigger purpose. And um, I'm, I'm not trying to be the white savior. And that's just not my heart. My heart is just to amplify Martin Luther King's voice. I didn't want to be the one to uh, talk about it because I just have so much more learning to do. And uh, Beatrice King, the youngest daughter of Martin Luther King, tweeted this to Justin Bieber. Uh, Each of us, including artists and entertainers, can do something. Thank you, Justin Bieber, for your support in honor of justice, of the King Center's work, and of our Beloved campaign, which is a part of our global movement for justice. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, why are you looking at me like that? Like what? Like you want to fight? You want to fight? No. What's your problem today? I have no problem today. Ah, April Fool's just kidding. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Got him. Make me sweat. <laughs> uh, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's detectives say that they have determined what caused Tiger Woods' crash last month in Southern oh, California. Here we go. But will not release the details. Oh, come on. Citing unspecified privacy concerns, they added that they have to ask Tiger Woods' team for permission yeah, right. to They're do a, quote, no. full release on all information regarding the accident, including what they found from Tiger's uh, black box in his car. So. Yeah, you know what they found? Yeah. Speed. Exactly. Speeding. Yeah. Yeah, because they were criticized for immediately saying that it was a pure accident and that there was no evidence of impairment um, out of the gate. Uh, I think they did that to sort of protect him, knowing what Tiger's gone through in the past, but um, but not releasing the full reasons for the crash. Speed was a factor. And saying that it's up to Tiger to allow them to release it. Well, if Tiger says no, we know it was his fault, right? Yeah, completely. Yeah, if it was a rabbit or a turtle. They would have said it was a rabbit or a turtle. (laughs) Yes. Or a rabbit and a turtle. Yeah, swerved, right? Yeah, they were racing. Yes, exactly. So that's the latest on that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The family that has long owned the brass rail... Here in Toronto on Young Street. What's that? With what used to be the uh, the most entertaining block in the world when it was all just movie theaters and bars and strip clubs. And There's Toronto was theater? famous for that. What is that place? A restaurant? Please. Um, they're not actually looking to sell the building, but what they are currently doing is taking um, offers on all these sort of surrounding properties of the Brass Rail. And once those start to... Um, get bought up, they will just shutter the club altogether, which would only leave on Young the Zanzibar as the last um, strip joint uh, on the Young Strip in Toronto. Uh, Real estate experts say that the price that they could get for the building that just houses the brass rail and the brass rail alone is $32 million. 32 million. Mill and they got to pay, and I bet the whoever buys the purchaser, yes, has to buy in fives, <laughs> right? Yep. <laughs> no, nope. yeah. sorry, you got to pay in yeah. fives. Yeah, 
Yeah, you can. You can also you can go in and take a look at what you're buying on the main floor. Uh-huh. But if you want to get upstairs, it's it's like it's thirty two million dollars plus the twenty to get upstairs. Yeah, right. But at that point, you do have to leave your credit card. <laughs> right. They're not going to charge you <laughs> no. for it just yet. But you need to submit your credit card. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. A behavioral psychologist (laughs) has revealed the exact number of friends you need to be successful. And they've also said why having too many friends can be just as bad as having no friends. Uh, Mm. Anthropologist and mathematician of relationships, Robin Dunbar, revealed that we can only maintain a certain number of human connections at one time. Now, he dissected scientific research into human groups to determine that this number is the magic number needed for any one individual to to succeed. What is that number of friends? Seven? Incorrect. Twelve. He discovered that historically, 150 was the preferred grouping found in factories, small villages, and military units where everyone knows each other's names and skills and are willing to help out when needed. So in modern times, he says that this number uh, chiefly consists of what you would call regular friends who we see at weddings and school reunions where we promise to meet up after that. Uh, Within the 150, he suggests that we have five, five intimate friends who would donate a kidney to us if we needed one. And everyone has from 12 to 15 supportive friends who would be upset if you died. (laughs) He also claims we have 50 what he calls good friends uh, who would invite you to a birthday party, but not to an intimate dinner at their house. Jerks. So that's how he breaks it all down. Uh, the theory is based on the idea that we only have a certain amount of emotional capital or energy to invest in others, which is why the majority of people have roughly the same amount of friends. He said the majority of people who are successful have roughly that sort of same group of 150 people in their life that they know and would consider to be a friend. Jeez. Right? Roz and Mocha Q&A. Time to answer some questions, fellas. Mm. Hello, Juliet. Hi. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. All right. Uh, welcome to the Raza Mocha Show podcast. What is your question? Well, um, my question is, I woke up the other morning after having a sex dream about Roz. Who hasn't? And I was Whoa. wondering... <laughs> and I was wondering, have you ever had a sex dream about someone other than your spouse that totally took you by surprise? Yes. So in your <laughs> sex dream with Roz... So are you in a relationship mm-hmm. right now, Juliet, which is why you're asking? Yes. Oh. Yes, I am. So in your dream about, like, was it, um, was it a happy dream? Um, it was, what's the word I need? To say? <laughs> it was interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Anything other than happy is Interesting. Hilarious. It was interesting. <laughs> what does interesting mean? Interesting means that, well, let me preface this by saying that the night before, I had gone to bed with only three hours sleep. So when I went to bed this night, I was dead tired. Okay. <laughs> and that manifested in my dream. Okay. That you were so tired? I was so tired in my dream. Okay. So oh, no. hold was on Ross here. boring? Wait, no, 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 no. Did I, am, I the, am I the reason you were so tired? No. Oh. <laughs> This doesn't sound like a sex dream. It sounds like a colossal letdown dream. <laughs> well, it wasn't a it wasn't a colossal letdown on your part. Let's just say that. Like like I had fun, you didn't. 
Uh, well, you got yours. Let's just say that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, classic. Classic. <gasps> Are you saying that there's... I don't know if I can deal with somebody having a dream where I'm a selfish lover. <laughs> Yo. I really this this oh, this no. like this bo- this bothers me a lot that somebody would even no, no, no. It's just that I was so tired that I couldn't fully satisfy you, but I still took care of you. Oh. <laughs> the, next, the next day, did Excuse you try me. for a do-over? Yes, I wanted a do-over. I'm like, oh, man, I had Dream Daddy in my dream. Yes. Now, have you have you gone to bed since then with the I, with the hope of continuing on with the dream? Uh, maybe. Okay. So what did you tell your, is it your husband or your boyfriend? My boyfriend. What did you tell him about your dream? Like, did you explain everything to him what you just explained to us, or did you just say, like, I had a sexy dream about Roz last night, and leave it at that? Oh, no, I didn't mention anything to my boyfriend. No, you, oh, you take damn! That, you take that to the grave, girl. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I guess the question then is, um, have you ever had a dream, an erotic dream, about somebody other than your spouse? Maury, we'll yeah. start with you. Often. Often. Wow. I mean, Often. No, but that's not wrong. Many people have. Sure. Um, do you tell Matthew? No, but he tells me his. He does. Wow. Yeah. Who has Matthew said he's had a sexy dream these about? These people he follows on Instagram. I don't know their names. Like, they're like these muscular, <laughs> like, hairy-chested men. But isn't that exactly all the same people you follow on Instagram? Yeah, but mine aren't hairy-chested. Oh, so you follow all this, the, the smooth men. That's right. Okay, that's the big difference We right got the whole realm covered. Okay. You've got, you've got, your type is like the younger, kind of smoothed-out, muscly dudes. That's right, yeah. Matthew likes the... Like, like mine are uh, the, the hairy... type that you would see playing volleyball on a beach. Right. Okay. So, damn it, Matthew, your husband, he likes like hairy chested, older or younger, like same age. Slightly older, taller, oh, okay. everything I'm not. Right. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Wow. And so he tells you, but you don't tell him. That's correct. Why yeah. don't you tell him, though? Because if I, the problem is, is the dreams I often have or have had are people that I know. Oh, and the problem is, is that we've bumped into this guy at the grocery store a couple oh, of times. Oh, it's one oh. person that you keep dreaming about? No, I've had dreams about this guy, and if I mentioned it, yeah, then he'll be like, "Isn't that the guy that we saw at the grocery store?" And it's right, too close to home at that right. point. Yeah, you, plus huh. this guy runs by our condo almost every day, like right. on his daily run. At what time? Usually around twelve thirty-one. Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't know that. You shouldn't know that. I know. Uh, Mocha, we know a lot about your dreams from this show, which are, are night terrors. Yeah. Uh, within those night terrors, do, does anything ever become erotic at all? No, nothing. nothing. So my answer to you, Juliet, is I can't remember the last time I had any type of sexy erotic dream because every single one of my dreams for years have all been like scary, horror, horrific. Right. So you don't even have dreams nightmares. about Jenna. No, these are all like weirdo dreams. I wonder mm. if your partner would be upset that you're not even having dreams about her, let alone other people. Like you're not even dreaming about me. Yeah. Um, uh, the, rea- the the truth is from me, I don't remember my dreams. And I haven't, I, I haven't had a recollection about a dream since I was a kid. Yeah. I wake up every morning clean. I don't have one thought. There's nothing like, oh my God, that was crazy. I've never said I had a wild dream last night. I have no memories of anything that happens while wow. I'm asleep. Zero dreams. Wow. Um, I'll tell you this though, but when you have a sexy dream, you always wake up at the worst time. Like before things are finished. You do, really? Always. 
Now, am yes. I am I the first person that is not your boyfriend that you've had a dream like this about? You're my second celebrity. Oh, interesting. Who was your first? first? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know if I want to say it. No, yeah. you have to yeah, say yeah, it. Say it, say it, say it, say it. the first? Come on, it's just us. It's just yeah. us. Oh, it was Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you had a sexy dream about Mr. Bean and then Ross? Yes. <laughs> it was not good. Okay, just... Just so, just so we're just so oh, we're clear no. here, because I know that this is the next question that needs to be answered. Um, Juliet, was I better than mm-hmm. Bean? Definitely. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you are much better equipped. Let's say. Oh, excuse me. I like sir. your I like your dreams, Juliet. This is uh, this is fantastic for me. Yo, Julia, you better hope your boyfriend don't hear this on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just need a do-over. You need a do-over, Wait, huh? Can I, Julia, what I was Ross wearing? Need to get sleep and a do-over. Yeah, Pardon Ma- me? Maury wants to know what I was wearing. Oh, it was dark. You woke me up in the middle of the night, and it was like kind of dim. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So I can't really what, like tell. he tapped you on the shoulder? Yeah, it was that move? Yeah. He, uh, I was asleep, and he nudged me, and he was like looking at me like I'm ready to go. Oh. Oh, excuse me. That is, that is not my move, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> I like it. I'm a stud in your house and your wow. dreams. Oh, Juliet, like that was that. amazing. Thank you so much for uh, for for your question and and for listening to the Raz and Mocha show. Okay, thank you. And I'm not going to bother asking you who your favorite is because we all know you're going to say Mr. Bean. Or Roz, Roz. <laughs> it's Roz. Okay. Definitely Roz. Thank you, my love. <laughs> Have a great day. Thanks. Zofia says here, best concert you've ever been to. Oh, easy. God, do you have one, Mocha? It wouldn't be for like a single artist. It would be a concert that had like a festival style concert. Okay. So I went to one in New York a few years ago, and it was like all these like hip hop legends that I grew up listening to so it was like wu-tang tribe called quest uh lauren hill like all these groups that i followed since like the 90s Mm -hmm. so i would say that and then also like my first made in america festival the the jay-z one that he does Mm -hmm. in philly the very first one he did it was such a wide variety of artists like jay-z pearl jam uh skrillex calvin harris gary clark jr um who else d'angelo was on that bill mm-hmm. rick ross kanye west like there was such a wide range of artists and so many artists um that were on this this two-day festival bill so it would be that and mm. yeah it's a good one and the the it was called rock the bells the one that i went to with all these classic hip-hop yeah groups in new york rock the bells yeah maury here's my list first up tina turner mm-hmm. the last time she was here around uh, we loved the show so much, we went home, bought tickets to the next day. Okay. It was amazing. Um, Billy Joel, because I went with my dad, so mm-hmm. it was kind of cool. And yeah. then we stood by the uh, the exit ramp to see if we could meet Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. And? Ha- didn't happen. Oh. oh. Uh, Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Madonna, Sticky and Sweet Tour. Uh-huh. Pretty fantastic. And uh, Mariah Carey in Vegas, um, because I proposed on stage. Right. You did what? I proposed on stage. I've oh, never you heard the story never before. never told that before. I have all the time in the yeah. world to tell you. What about the <laughs> Lady Gaga concert? Any of hers? No, they're good, but these ones were better. Oh, okay. But didn't Lady Gaga like? Didn't you guys wait at the exit ramp for her once as well? Uh, we did because I, I had this dream that if um, if she saw us and I told her about our proposal, that she would stop the car, get out, and like 
you know, because she's ordained that I thought she would marry us like on the spot. Right. And I had this whole like elaborate vision Thing. that this would happen. Okay. Yes. So walk us through the vision. So you guys are at the ramp. Yeah. And Lady Gaga We're wearing our Lady Gaga wigs right. and, and glasses. And, and the, the tour bus comes out. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Gaga stops the driver, yeah. gets out of the bus, and she sees you guys. Not at all. No, she was in an SUV in my vision. Okay. Because she, she wouldn't be on the tour bus, rolls out in the back window because there's only a few fa- fans mm-hmm. waiting. Okay. And I have the opportunity. Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga, we're huge young gay fans. We're engaged. Could you marry us? And she's like, yeah. stop the car. Okay. And okay. then so she gets out. Uh-huh. And or and marries us right there. Okay, what and we she kiss say? in front of her, and yeah. she's the one crying. Okay. Oh, yeah. beautiful! Oh, wow. right? Beautiful! Right? Yes. And so, what happened? Oh no, no nobody ever came out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How long were you guys waiting for Gaga? Four hours. Oh my God, you guys waited four hours? Yeah. I can't even. I can't even. Um, first, uh, best concert. I don't know. Um, my thoughts on live music have changed drastically over the over the years. Um, where I, I went through a period when I was young where concerts just meant so much because it was really the only access you had to people. And because I grew up in like a real small town, it was a way to get out for the night. There's like all these other things. And I was, you know, into the right music at the right time, like all that sort of hair metal at the end of the 80s. Where well, like those Twisted bands, Sister. No, um, but uh, all those bands were just constantly touring. And Kingswood Music Theater in Canada's Wonderland was the place all summer long where like every weekend there was another big concert that, sure. was, that was happening. And we used to we used to go there or Maple Leaf Gardens, uh, the CNE Grandstand, like all these old places to see these to see these shows. And then after a while seeing live music just it was lost on me and um and now i have no desire to see live music really uh, really ever again yeah um i have no desire to see live music um but uh the the one concert that i will probably remember for the rest of my life was katie perry when i took roxy oh that's so sweet and that is now because that was like a last minute yeah, deal, yeah. Right? and I, I've seen hundreds of live shows in in my life. Like all the, all the, every band that I had a poster of on my wall, like everything. I, like I've all my concert dreams had been fulfilled in yeah. my life, and the only one that I will fully remember is the is when Rox and I went to see Katy Perry. Oh, um, that's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. That, so that that's now my favorite concert. But there's another was one that, where you had a picture a, of you doing like the whatever symbol with your hands. Uh, holding a drink up close, it was like a rock show or something. You went with Catherine. Oh yeah, and that's yeah. the other, that's the other the, the other thing too is that because Catherine was born in '84, right? And so a lot of my youth and what I used to do and the music I used to like and the shows that I used to go to, she just was not alive at yeah. that at that time. And but but she's sort of become a fan of that kitschiness later on in life. And so anytime one of those bands comes through on tour, whether it be like, I don't know, like Motley Crue or Guns N' Roses or any of those sure. bands, I will always buy tickets and take Catherine because Aww. she's just like, oh my God. Like she's never seen anything like this before, right? Sure. I mean, the dudes are all in like their late 50s and 60s <laughs> now, but it's still loud and dumb and and, every, and everything else. Um, but the last time I went to see like a rock show, it was, it was crazy. And I, I was thinking to myself afterwards, so the last time Catherine and I went to a show, we got invited to go and see Kiss, right? Mm-hmm. And growing up, Kiss was the like my the first band I even knew that they were a band. I didn't even know what like rock and roll was. And then in 1978, my mom bought me a Kiss album. And so I've been a lifelong fan. And the last time, this is how much not interested in going to shows that I am. The last concert that I went to, we got invited to go see Kiss. 
And before the show, we were backstage and Gene Simmons came out in like full kiss makeup. Yeah. I'd met him many times before, but he came out in like full kiss makeup, hung out everything else. And then he was like, hey, okay, cool. We're going to bring you guys to your seats. They brought us out to our seats and these were like kiss seats. They were like by like the, the, the like they built a section in the arena for these specific seats. Right. Wow. Like they were incredible. And so we were sitting in like the kiss seats and it was, they were playing all their greatest hits. And once the show started, honestly, I lasted 35 minutes. Really? Went Why? home. Went you home. went home? Went home. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Went home. I had no interest. At all? At all. But you were in yeah. the kiss seats. They would have known you left. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I had no, I real. I realized this is when I was done with concerts. Really? Where, yeah. Where I was like living out some sort of like weird childhood dream of like hanging out with kiss before the show and then sitting in kiss seats and then having them just like do their thing and full makeup and the whole show and everything else. I lasted 35 minutes. So you have no idea if he gave you a shout out because you're in the kiss seats. He did not give me a shout out. <laughs> Um, but I, uh, but Catherine was having more fun than I was. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I'm so just, did she stay at the concert? No, 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 we left. Oh, you left Yeah, together. we left. Oh, we, she, we, we left. Did she want to leave? Yeah, she was fine. Oh, yeah, okay. she, she was, I mean, she was having more fun than I was, but, yeah. but she, I said, I, I said, I was just like, listen, I need to get out of here. And she was like, yeah, okay, cool. No problem. And then we, and then oh, we left. Oh, what if she wanted to stay? Yeah, like, I think, put it this way. By that we made it home, yeah. And Grey's Anatomy was still on that night. Oh, you got so home it like was it before oh ten. God. Before ten, yeah. We made it home at like we were home at like nine forty or something like that. And they probably went on but at like eight fifty. Something must have set you. I off. don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy seeing live music anymore. If Catherine mm. had said to you, "I'm having a lot of fun. I want to see the rest of the show," would you have stayed? Of course, I would have. Yeah, she would never. You wouldn't say have that. left her there. No, 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 no. Oh. No, no, no. What, in an auditorium full of KISS fans? <laughs> <laughs> um, what is, okay, Katie has a great question. What is one hobby that you have that your spouse just doesn't get or vice versa? So, Maury, does Matthew oh, doesn't stamp understand collecting. any of stamp your hobbies? My stamp, okay, co yeah. stamp collecting. Are you still active in your stamp collecting, though? A thousand percent. You are. Well, not during the pandemic because you really can't go and buy stamps. It, I just don't feel safe doing How that. How often like, are you buying stamps, though? Well, so I, I'm on... Okay, this sounds really geeky, but I'm on, like, a mailing list to know when the new cool stamps are coming out, right? <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> what, was the last, what was the last letter There's that you got? That? Like, two days ago. They're okay. coming out with 50th anniversary stamps for the Junos. Uh -huh. Okay. I really want the these. Juno. I know. I want Now I like buying first day covers. Mm -hmm. Okay? So what these are are the stamps are on envelopes and stamped with the date that they came out. Those ones are more valuable, okay? okay. So I like collecting first day covers of stamps. Am I boring you? No. Okay. <laughs> why would you ever Why would you think that? <laughs> Okay, so stamp collecting. What does Matthew say about it? He he sort of gets it because I have my grandfather's stamp collection yeah. that go back to like the nineteen early nineteen hundreds. Okay, like he has stamps from way back in the day. So I'm just continuing because I used to do it with him. So I is feel it really is it worth money or is it his just is simply worth a hobby? I've looked at, there are some in his collection that are worth a ton of money. Yeah. But I could never bring myself to do anything with it because it's my grandfather's stamp collection. And right. I promised my grandmother I would never sell them. Really, huh? Talk to me after she passes. Does, yeah. does, oh, um, wow. oh, holy, I can't believe oh, you just said geez. that. <laughs> just waiting for the day, huh? Um, does Matthew have any... Any hobbies? He used to collect troll dolls. <laughs> <laughs> As a grown-up? 
As a grown-up. Yeah. Come on. He loved troll dolls. No. Are you serious? Thousand percent. So he collects troll doll. He still does. No, he got rid of them when, like, recently, because he's like... Recently? He asked me. So here's the thing. He asked me, should I get rid of these troll dolls? And in my mind, I'm like... He may hate me forever down the road that I got rid of, I asked him to get rid of his collection. Yes, it'll be your but fault. I'm, uh, yeah, but I'm like, yeah, I mean, we're, we're not doing anything with them, and they're like, you know, kind of clunky. What are we supposed to do with troll dolls? Were, were they displayed? No, he had them in a garbage bag. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> Great collection. Come on, yeah. But I also collect Hard Rock Cafe shot glasses. Yeah, I know. You Does he ask you to, to get rid of any of the other things that you collect? Oh, on no? a daily basis. Really? Well, he's like, when we redo the den, there's no way we're having hundreds of shot glasses. It's not, not possible. And I'm like, watch me. <laughs> okay, Maury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tough guy over here. Watch me. Watch me. Maury's like that meme of the guy, <laughs> the drawing of the guy standing in the bathroom pointing at himself in the mirror. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. That's that's Maury. Yeah. He's not gonna let you get rid of the shock glasses. You yes. gotta stand up to him and you need to tell him no. Yes, yes, that is exactly that is exactly <laughs> you. Matthew also collects concert reviews. Concert reviews. <laughs> Hold on, like reviews for concerts that this he even so hasn't. Embar- I'm like, embarrassed for him. Like that he hasn't gone to. No, or no. M- only after ones he that goes he... to a show. Yeah. So we buy we buy concert programs. This is right. different, right? Okay. Like he'll go to the newspaper and cut out from the Sun Jane Stevenson's um, reviews. Right. And he has stacks of these. One day, Jane Stevenson was in the area and needed to file a story, so she came over to our place. Yeah. And Matthew. Oh, do you guys know her then? We, yeah, I do. Okay. And yeah. So she came over. Matthew proudly fanned out and displayed no. hundreds of her reviews. Oh my god! On the couch, going, look what on I. The couch. <laughs> Yo, what she say? What she say? She took a picture of it and tweeted it out. She like, I thought she was going to be devastated, like we were going to murder her or something. Yes, this is where <laughs> we're going to make love to your dead body. <laughs> <laughs> but she pretended to love she he has reviews of hers going back to like the early if 2000s I, if i walked into a stranger's house <laughs> and they had fanned out pictures of me on their couch yeah i would be like this is it for me i'm done uh-huh i'm done how was i so stupid to walk into this yeah. situation text your family is, i love yeah, you goodbye this is the thing that they warn you about and yet i was so bloody naive that i walked in <laughs> and now i'm standing in front of a sofa with pictures of my face all over it <laughs> Oh my god, that's so fascinating. With these two weirdos. <laughs> the house is covered in stamps and troll dolls and shot glasses. Of course I'm going to get murdered in here. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Ross, do you have a hobby that... Um... That Catherine doesn't understand? Uh-huh. No, no. Uh, she doesn't... Well, lawn care is a hobby. Yeah, but she, it's not that she doesn't understand it. She fully understands it. Um, she understands it very well. Uh, but other than other than that, um, like I feel that she should just do her thing, and there's a part of my life where I just do my thing, and we just stay yeah. out of each other's business, right? Uh, and that kind of stuff is that. Catherine has she she is like Catherine brings stuff home. Okay, okay. What do you mean by that? She just brings things. Home, like trash, no, just some like just stuff. Like, give us an example. Like, what was the last thing she brought home? Okay, like she will come in. She she keeps um clippers in her car. 
Okay. Right, like like yard yard clippers. Oh, yard clippers. Okay, she keeps them in her glove box. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, there's like a first aid kit, the manual, and yard clippers. Okay, because if she's ever driving down the road and sees something that is like massive and growing and like whatever else, like she'll a beautiful go, sunflower. She'll, yeah, she'll go and like clip stuff off of it yeah. and and bring it home. But some of this isn't stuff, that against the rules. Some of this stuff is like massive. Do you know what pampas grass is? No. Okay. So it's very popular right now. People sell it for like five dollars a sprig. Okay, but Catherine, What's it called? pampas grass. Okay, so it's very, it's super invasive. It's not good for the environment. All this other stuff. Um, but Catherine will go and oh, she. Oh, I hate these. Okay. Yeah, let me yes. see. Yeah, I know these. So my house is full of pampas grass. Really, it yeah. looks like um, it looks like overgrown uh wheat. Like furry yes, wheat. furry wheat. So our house is covered in this stuff because yeah. she will just always stop on the side of the road. So she'll walk in one day with but like gro- bugs gro- in groceries in one hand and like 12 sprigs of this that are seven feet long in the other hand. Yeah. And she just like walks in and it's like the flood, like little pieces of it are coming off everywhere. Yeah, and I say, and- I say nothing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's her thing. She likes bringing stuff home or she will find one thing. And she's like, do you think I can use this? And I'm like, cool, what is it? And it'll. she brought home one time. She's like, I think that this will be, like, really useful. She's like, I may be able to use it for, like, my photography stuff. Um, or if I don't, maybe you can just, like, put it in the garage and use it for tools. And I go, cool, what is it? And I go outside, and she bought for, like, $10 off Kijiji this metal rack shelf on wheels that was, like, made of iron. It was, like, 250 pounds. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't know... <clears throat> What you want me to do with this? I can't bring this in the house. It one, it's not going to fit anywhere. Two, I can't carry it up the stairs it's myself. Right. <laughs> so this thing sat in the alley for a year and a half. Oh no! Right. Yeah. And then she eventually sold it to some other guy who came to pick it up. But I'm like, she just brought it home. So right? is she a hoarder? No, she's not a hoarder. She sees like a deal. She, right. She's like, oh my god, look at this big wooden iron shelf. She's like, you go to like West Elm and that's like seven hundred bucks. She's like, this thing just as good, ten. Yeah. Right. Sold. And then she'll just be like, can I borrow the truck? And I'm like. Yeah, sure. Go grab, do whatever you need to do. And then she comes back and then I just hear the door open and then stuff start banging around. And I open the other door and I look at her in the hallway and it's full of stuff yeah. that she just picked up. Right. Just so random. That's her thing. That's her hobby. She, she must just, be like, so much fun stuff. in an antique market. Uh, yeah. She, I mean, yeah, no, she is. She's, she's a lot of fun to, to, to shop with, but, uh, but other than bringing just stuff home, no, nah, she doesn't do anything that bothers Yeah. Me. I don't have any like hobbies that Jenna doesn't understand. Hats. Oh yeah. Maybe hats. What about shoes? Hats. What about all your shoes? Uh, oh yeah, I guess there's that. Yeah, yeah, collecting all sorts of sneakers and yeah. stuff. Is the space your shoes take up ever ever has it ever been a problem? Oh yeah, have yeah. you not seen That's those things they sell the plastic discussion. bins that you can put on the wall and they like little drawers? Yeah, but who wants to put Tupperware on the yeah. display? No, I'm though. not doing that. But no. I have. I will admit that I have been slowly getting rid of sneakers that Do I don't them? wear anymore. No, no, I just donate them. What size shoe are you? But these have laces. You like shoes that don't have laces. Yeah, but they're if I don't know. Is it no, take I'm shoes? not giving. No, because I'm going to get blamed by your husband for sending you home yeah. with sneakers that you like will either not wear or that he doesn't like because they would look weird on you. Right. What size shoe are you? I'm seven and a half. These seven are my new ones. I just started for spring with an Obus form bottom. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I don't have, none of my sneakers. Have you you Obus don't, don't have Obus? No. Let me oh, see. Oh, you don't have Obus? Oh, it's like walking on a cloud. There's like an Obus form bottom. Hold on. Are those the exact same? You look like, those look like the same ones that you wore in the wintertime. They are, but they're the new model. Oh, with <laughs> Obus. <laughs> so do you just buy the exact same shoe all the time? Yeah, it's pre-approved just... by Matthew. I know that I can never fail. So like right. every season you just wear a new pair of yeah. 
the same style Always. and kind. Now, he would love your shoes. He's a size 8, and he wears the exact same shoes Mocha wears. Really? Huh? Oh, yeah. Like what? Like uh, The Jordans or yeah. like all red ones and all white ones. Adidas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you wear Adidas? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. I mix it up. Yeah. Puma? Um, huh? Puma? I do, <laughs> yeah. actually. I love Puma. Puma uh, some, of the, some of the Pumas, as you would say. Uh, Lacoste. What's that other company? Asics? Uh, I, you, I actually recently donated some black Asics that I had. Yeah, I had a pair of those. They were very comfortable. What about comfortable. Doc Martens? Uh, I have never owned Doc Martens uh, at all. Neither have I, because when I was a kid, when kids used to wear Doc Martens, it meant you were a skinhead. Yes, I've heard that as well. Yeah. Oh. Now it's different. Now, then, now Doc, Doc Martens became cool. But yeah. when, I, when I was growing up, if you, uh, if you wore Doc Martens, you were a Nazi. Oh, I don't know what to say to that. Well, it's <laughs> like I own two. <laughs> um, I don't know how you say this name, Lyrixon. Sure, Lyrixon. L Y R I X O N. Okay, Roz. Yeah. If you could star in an action movie, oh, for God's what sake. would it be? In my opinion, I see you as a retired John Wick years later, <laughs> sitting in a rocking chair, waiting for the next round of shuffleboard. Okay. Next. Oh, you don't want to answer that one? No. Why does? Why am I so much? Like, why can't I just be my age? Why does everybody have to age? Well, no, me that's up? her thought. Why don't you just answer her question? If you could star in one, what would it? Who would you be? Well, it's not. This is my thing: is that it's not dissimilar to what she said. Oh, only. <laughs> only hey, I'm, did you ever buy that rocking? Remember, like uh, a year ago, hmm. you were like looking for a rocking chair. Funny I story. thought you were gonna make one. In- interesting, interesting story. No, I made the I made the Adirondack chairs. I wasn't gonna make rocking chairs. It's too many pieces and I didn't want them to be wood. So yes, so interesting story. I was looking for rocking chairs for, I wanted to get them for Catherine for Mother's Day and I was going to put them out front. I was going to put the matching um, cushions on them and get like a little end table, everything else. But for some weird reason, during COVID, rocking chairs were one of the hot items that you would never have known unless you were in the market for rocking chairs. Where these rocking chairs that I wanted were regularly $250, but during COVID, they were $900 each with with a five-month waiting list. To get these shipped to you. So I just, I waited. Funny you say that because they are currently right now sitting in my hallway in a box. Oh, really? And I'm going to put them together this weekend for Catherine for Easter. But yeah, so I did get my rocking chairs. And this was on, and and I checked everywhere. So I checked like all the websites. So like Wayfair, Overstock. Um, there's two or three other ones that are sort of similar where you can just, they're merchants, right? Yeah. Um, Amazon, all those places and rock, the prices of rocking chairs last spring were like five times the price that they normally wow. should have been. And they finally came down in price, finally came down in price. And she has no idea, she has no that, idea that these what boxes they are. that are sitting there are rocking chairs. No, because out because I just had, a, I had, a, there's a, out there's a new bed frame. There's two boxes with rocking chairs. There's, I'm, um, I bought two new lawn rakes. Um, two? Yeah, two new Don't lawn. Don't you have a bunch already? I have lots of lawn rakes, but I needed two more. These two are special. <laughs> um, so I bought... I no, bought, honey, these are different. <laughs> no, they, they believe me, man. I can't slip up on this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's like me with like camera stuff at home. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. When I order yeah. stuff, she'll be like, Jenna will be like, but don't you already have yeah. like two tripods? I'm like, yeah, but babe, this one, Super different. different. Way different. Yeah. Does all different things. Yeah. Carbon I still fiber. need that other one. Yeah, because that's the but thing. But this one She'll does. ask me, she'll say, so are you going to go and sell those? Are you no, going to get rid of those? And no. I'm like, no, this one, I still need those yeah. because it has these features. This yeah. one doesn't have that feature, but- yeah. This one's carbon fiber. I, it's lightest. I will tell Catherine whenever, whenever I get something new like that. And she doesn't even care. But again, I still feel obligated to lie. 
where I will I will tell her, no, 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 no. See, when I got this one, what this actually means is that other one that I have, but because I have this one now, now that one I can use to its full potential. <laughs> oh, good one. Right? I'm going to steal that one. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I haven't been able to fully use that other one because I didn't have this one. Yeah. These right? two, they work yes, together. Together. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, every week you'll see us on Instagram at kiss925. Just ask your question, and uh, of course, we'll invite one of you to join us on the phone. This has been the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on kiss925. Kiss925.com or download the kiss925 app.